some Boy Scouts from the city went camping. The mosquitoes were so fierce, the boys hid under their blankets to avoid being bitten. Then, one scout saw some lightning bugs. We might as well just give up, he sighed. They're coming after us with flashlights. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm the host, Doug Glimmervine. Just an idiot with a microphone, a camera, and a dream. And on today's episode, we got Kyle Manafeld back in the building. That's right, Hot Pants is back again. If you don't know what I mean by Hot Pants, well, that means you haven't listened to all the episodes. So go back and start listening to the old episodes. Anyway, um, on today's show, we just kind of ramble on about a few things. We didn't really have... I don't know, an agenda, I guess, if you want to say. We're just like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Sure. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's just wing it. Uh, We talk about the Northwest Sports Show here a little bit. We talk about high school anglers. And we do touch on something that seems to be kind of a trend because he's not the only one I've heard it from. And I've seen it myself. So, you know, it. uh, I hope it. we, we weren't. We were not trying to be mean about it. Um, We fully support the high school bass leagues and the anglers. Do not get us wrong. We think it is fantastic that these kids are getting a chance to do things by catching fish. But some of the attitudes and some of the things they're doing, they need to kind of take a step back and remember that uh, they are not Kevin Van Dam, I guess. So um, other than that, he's got a recipe. And we just ramble on about a bunch of other stuff. So um, do me a favor, go to the Facebook page or, well, actually right now, as you're listening to this, subscribe and then go to the YouTube page, subscribe because we got more stuff coming out, especially with open water. It's not just going to be episodes. We're going to have all sorts of cool stuff coming your way via YouTube and then go over to the Facebook page, give that a like. And then check out that top pinned post. Um, I am fishing in the Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge Fishing Challenge, and I'm raising money for that. I want to raise a boatload of money. I mean a boatload. So anyway, if you can throw a dollar at it, you can throw a dollar at it. If you can throw like $10, throw $10. If you can throw, you know, $1,000, I will take you to dinner. Anyway, (laughs) all right, so without further ado, make sure you're sharing, liking, and subscribing and donating money. Now let's get on to the episode. What's up, Cal? What's going on? Another day in paradise. Hot pants is back. Hot pants. You're almost becoming a regular on the show. Oh yeah. There's, that's okay. It's you know who I really need to get on here is Tony. Intern Tony. Yeah. He's actually like never been on the podcast other than kind of sort of being in the background at Gander Mountain and then or Gander Outdoors and then uh, doing that thing where I called him. Yeah. I'm asking for Fritos. (laughs) Right. Like, hey, we need some Fritos and some Mountain Dew. Hey, what do you want, Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. You got another phone call? Who is that now? Is that mom again? Sean. Sean Nelson. Who's Sean Nelson? Oh, Sean, Sean. Yeah, Sean, Sean. Should we put him on the podcast? If you think we can get good sound quality, we'll answer it. We'll, We'll let her buck. We'll see what happens. Sean. What up, dude? 
You're on SmackDown Outdoors podcast right now. Oh God. Yep. Say giving hi to. Giving out any more trade secrets with your uh, last supper and stuff? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another one's mad about that. <laughs> no, I was gonna tell him about all your favorite baits today. Oh, perfect. Well, I'll uh, hang up and listen. <laughs> Are we using floating or sinking line this year? Sucking leech, you can talk to him about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> that and the muddler minnow. The muddler minnow, yep. <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right, see ya. Bye. Perfect. <laughs> what the hell's a muddler minnow? <laughs> I don't know. There was one of those YouTube videos uh, a few, probably about three or four years ago, and it was me, him, and Jacob at leech, and it's like stuck ever since it was uh where they're fly fishing and stuff and it's like the things fishermen say oh you know, yeah you catching yeah, anything yeah. over there bud yeah you know? yep should have been here yesterday yep limit first hour you know so, oh yeah yep the muddler minnow egg sucking leech that's funny yeah well there's sean yeah. <laughs> hey, hi everybody. There's Sean. Another person you could get on. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah call him back and see what he's doing he can yeah. join us. All right so Let's head over to the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls and bring you the Minnesota Master Angler of the Week. And this is brought to you by the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls. And this week's, this week's Master Angler is Nathan Kissel. Nathan Kissel did on August 12th, 2007, caught and released by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota Waters, a 49-inch muskalunge. Is it muskalunge or muskalunge? Lunge, I sure? think. Are you positive? No, I'm not. All right. Well, if I were to pronounce that word, that's how I'd say it. Okay. Muscle lunge. And is hereby <laughs> recognized as an official Minnesota master angler. He is from Big Lake, Minnesota. He was in Wright County on Sugar Lake. I had no idea that sugar had muskies in it until right now. Well, until about 10 minutes ago when I looked this up. But <laughs> either way, uh, 49 incher, he did release it. Josh Peralt of Monticello was his witness. There's no catch story, but that is a very nice looking fish. Good, nice golden color. Although the maybe it's the camera. Yeah, pretty thick. He's yeah. not holding it way out there, so you can tell it's a big fish. Yeah, he's not long arming it. Nope, nope. That's a nice 49 incher. So, so there you go. There's your master angler of the week, Nathan Kissel. So congratulations, Nathan. Good job. You are hereby recognized as an official Minnesota master angler, angler, angler. And remember, people, that we've got the Night with the Pros on April 12th. That is taking place in Little Falls. Um, it's in, like, the ballroom, Little Falls ballroom. Um, go to the website, Minnesota Fishing, or the www.fishinghalloffamemn.com for more details. Or give them a call. They're great people. They'll tell you all about it. Say hi to Brenda and everybody up there for me. So there you go. I still got to check that place out. Yeah, it's cool. And they're actually, actually right now they are trying to expand it. They're going to make one, they want one building where them and then like, it's like the military museum or something. They want to do them both in one building. So yeah, if you hear anything about that, throw your support for that and uh, yeah, help them out. So yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Now let's head over to the news of the week. And the news of the week is brought to you by Kyle Hot Pants Menafel, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, hot pants. Yeah, brought to you by hot pants. <laughs> I wonder if I look as good as those uh, Latina news ladies, you know? Hold on, let me look in the camera. <laughs> nope, you're not curvy enough. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Today this episode is brought to you. <laughs> oh, this might be the worst podcast ever. We really don't, by the way, people, we really don't have an idea of what we're talking about today. And we have one idea, but other than that, we're just going to let her buck. Oh, yeah. All right, so the news of the week. This is like the weirdest situation ever, or news, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, DNR investigating deer carcasses dumped in Wabasha County. I saw the Facebook page post of this. Somebody shared it. There's just a bunch of dead deer laying next to where the like the river is. And it was kind of already starting to flood or whatever. So mm. I don't know. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources seeks the public's help in identifying the person or people responsible for dumping the bodies of eight white-tailed deer near the Zumbro River in Wabasha County. It's, it's just, I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, a state conservation officer received a call Monday, March 18th, reporting the carcasses had been dumped sometime the night before on County Road 81 near the Zumbro River, just outside of Kellogg. Uh, at least seven of the animals were bucks. All had their antlers and, or their antlers and skull plates removed. At the very least, this is a waste of Minnesota's precious natural resources, said Greg Sallow, assistant director of the DNR Enforcement Division. We were urge, we urge, we urge. Someday I'll get through one of these without messing it up. That's uh, okay. Okay, good. Anybody out there care? Don't care. Uh, <laughs> we urge anyone with information related to this ongoing investigation to call in, uh, call the Turn In Poachers hotline. The tip hotline is one 800 Six five two nine zero nine three. Let's see. All of the deer have been collected and will be tested for disease. When I first saw this, there were people saying it was like government employees, like road workers and stuff, and or somebody, whatever. Yeah. And they were just like dumping them right next to the river, so when the river floods, they float away and blah blah blah. Uh, it's it's like the weirdest thing ever. Just eight deer just laying there, dead. Nick, they don't have a picture here, but right, right. Yeah. And just, there's no information whether they were shot or, or uh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't say yet, so I don't know. But dead deer, he's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Either way, I mean, taking, taking the antlers and yeah, whatnot, and well, and that down there they've got some CWD problems too. So if they go into the river and then they go into another area that might not have CWD, they wash up on shore. They might spread CWD. Possibly, we're not going to get into the CWD yeah. debate today. Yeah, whatever. Um. But yeah, it's just the strangest thing ever. So I guess if you guys, if anybody out there saw any vehicles in that area that could carry eight deer, pickup truck, I guess. Yeah, they'd um, be stacked. Yeah, uh, March 17th, 18th. Um, yeah, call up the DNR or your local police department or whatever and tell them, you know, what you saw. You know, it, sometimes things like this, all it takes is one little tip. Right. And there you go. So, but that's just, it's just such a strange thing. It's like, they didn't even try to hide it. It's like, here's some deer. Hopefully they wash away. Right. Obvi yeah, obviously he didn't have his waders on. Otherwise he probably would have taken them and like pushed them out into the river. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. So. I know. I seen, uh, there was something else too floating around the internet or whatever about, uh, someone dumping, uh, 
dumping down there in the backwaters. I mean, literally right off the road, you know, a whole all, all bunch of like remodeling debris and whatnot. So someone tore out a basement or a bunch of sheetrock. Really? You know, yeah. So that's that stuff's all over. And then I'm sure you've been seeing all the stuff, you know, floating around about people leaving all their shit on the ice nowadays. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, pick up your stuff. Yeah. Ice fishermen, you piss me off every year. All of you that leave stuff out there, it's stupid. The yeah. little black caps. The little black caps to your propane tanks. Your one-pound propane tanks, the little black cap that yeah. comes on top of it. All over the place. Right. Don't in your sled. Take that plastic bag from the gas station that you get or right. And, <laughs> and throw your trash in there. And then take it home. Yeah. Put it in a can. And then you wheel it out to the road and it magically disappears. Right. So it's not that hard. It, you you drink your bottles of pop, you can crush those smaller, or your cans of beer, you can crush those smaller. Your right. boxes of chips and your pizza boxes, you can crush those up. Put them in that, yeah, and take them off the ice. Throw them out at the gas station. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you don't care. even have to take them home. No. Stop by a McDonald's. And all the construction debris or waste or whatever, quit dumping them in the natural resource, you know, all, anywhere across any ditch, just out in the wilderness. If, if you can't find a dumpster to dump in or rent one if you're doing some kind of project, go to the hooptiest apartments down in the ghettoist area of the cities and dump it in their dumpster because the cameras aren't working there. The views they're, on this show there's are a little not exactly... Yeah, the views uh, uh, expressed by the, <laughs> the guests are not necessarily the views expressed by the host. Yeah, that was brought to you by Hot Pants Trash Service. <laughs> so... <laughs> Hot pants trash service, getting rid of all your hot trash. I, they were dump. They were dumping home remodeling stuff in the river. Yeah, yeah. Like trying, you know, like you're talking, having the stuff float away. I seen a couple of different posts too, and uh, yeah, that's just that's just nuts. You know, I mean, it's not the best for the environment to burn the majority of it, but some of the wood and whatnot, you can burn all that. So you know, have a fire or whatever. I don't. There's there's other ways around just dumping it in a river or something, you know, or a swamp. People are gross. Yeah. That's oh. what it is. People are just gross, lazy, disgusting creatures. Right. And I'm not trying to be all tree huggy, but it's just lazy people, you know? Well, it's nothing to do with being a tree hugger. It's right. just, come on. I mean, it's a river. Yeah, it floats downstream. Then it becomes somebody else's problem. Yeah, exactly. And it shouldn't be that way. It's yep. just, yeah, ridiculous. Let me find you dumping shit in the river. Guess what? <laughs> you might be floating with them. I mean, no, I will call the authorities and let them deal with it. Oh, God. All right. Uh, let's see. The next news item. With spring melt underway, DNR urges caution on Minnesota lakes and rivers. I'll just tell you what they're going to say. Be careful, be careful, be careful, because the ice is not as solid as you think. Right. Yeah. Warm weather and significant rainfall in parts of the state have resulted in slush and standing waters on many bodies of water, leading to a rapid ice deterioration and making travel over the ice difficult and extremely unsafe, according to the DNR. While most, lake access, um, while most lakes across the state remain ice-covered, strengthening spring sun combined with previous precipitation means ice conditions can change dramatically within a matter of hours. Even with the air temperatures, even when the, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, even when it's cold outside. <laughs> ice this time of year is, is dangerously deceptive and in its appearance and thickness, snow ice, which looks milky and has been uh, through the freeze-thaw cycle, is only half as strong as new clear ice. Um, 
I was actually at Vado's today, and uh, we were talking about it, and there was they were out on, was it Pokegama, I think? I thought it was Pokegama, and they were kind of out in the middle. I mean, they were away from shore, and a guy went to drill a hole, and he went right through with the auger. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. And they were out, and I mean, there was good, well, we'll just say thick ice, yeah. but he was drilling a hole, next thing you know, bloop, right. auger's still, you know, at the bottom of the lake. They got him out. He's okay. But yeah, this time of year, it's dangerous because I've already, around here, around the cities, it's already pulling away from shore. Yep. Yep. So be careful out there. Check. Bring a spud bar. And the thing that gets most people is when they go out in the morning and it's still kind of cold. Okay. There's only a, you know, a foot or two of water around the ice. Right. And then it heats up. And next thing you know, they get back there and there's 10 feet and they're trying to swim back. Yep. Have your picks. Yep. Buddy system. Have right. a rope on hand. Yep. Have an escape plan. Pack, pack light. Yeah. Very light. Don't, you know, wheelers, just leave the wheelers at home and walk. Well, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if, I think, it, if it was my way, I wouldn't even, yeah. Wouldn't even be out there right now with the way stuff's melting. I mean, and then the snow load that we had on the ice all winter and yeah, little freeze and refreeze lately. And yeah. well, you don't ice fish anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, not anymore, no. <laughs> we'll no. have to get you out next year. Yeah, yeah. I attempted to this year, but the weather put a damper on that. Seven, I think it was seven times I was out. Seven days, Oof. which included two, which included four, two trips where it was two days apiece. So two, four. Three, so I was out five times. Yeah. Horrible. You, you hardly did too. Yeah, nothing. And it, it was just terrible. It was either 100 below, blizzards, and then after it kind of got okay, then it was like, oh, now we have three feet of snow and you can't get anywhere. Right. And slush and yep. <laughs> eel pout festival shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was that was just amazing. If you're going up there, you might as well like I don't know, depending on you might as well just people watch. You know, no, well, that's all we did for a little. Well, we we watched people getting vehicles out of slush and ruts and holes and and, oh, yeah. and banks and everything. That was horrible. <laughs> no one guy. Well, you're just gonna stand around and watch everybody. Well, yeah, we are because you're the idiots that got stuck and right. none of us have shovels. <laughs> Get us some shovels. We might help. I wasn't gonna because I didn't have gloves. So. <laughs> You guys got stuck. You get out. There's enough people there. So, so yeah, be careful out there when it comes to ice travel. It is dangerous once again. That is right. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Yep. So, yeah. Um, that's the news of the week. Now, let's talk about stuff. Yeah. What'd you do last weekend, Kyle? Um, I pretty much Thursday... I got to go down to the show after work. The Minneapolis Northwest Sports Show. Yep. Yep. Uh, brought to you by Progressive. Progressive Insurance with Flow. Yeah. 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 They, they have a nice booth down there. Big area. Oh, yeah. Hey, I won my first fishing tournament down there. The, how? The fishing contest. Okay. My very first fishing. <laughs> I won my first fishing contest. Did you get a plaque? What, what's no, this fishing No, I got contest? a keychain. Okay. I got one of the little butter keychains. One at the State Farm booth. Oh. They had a virtual fishing game. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like little Snoopy poles or whatever, but you had a cell phone instead of a reel, and you just kind of swirled your finger on the reel, on the, on the cell phone to the reel. Okay. And you just cast it out, and it was on a big screen, like big, big friggin' like projector yeah, or whatever yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I played one of the guys that worked for State Farm, and I beat him. What did you catch? Uh, I think it was like catfish. 
Oh. I think that's all it was. Catfish. I don't know. It was just junk fish or whatever. So sorry, catfish guys. <laughs> but yeah. No, it was just some stupid game they had there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's a game. I'm like, who wants to play? And the state farm guy was like, I will. <laughs> and I turned to your old man. Oh, I was with your old man. I go, he better not beat me. <laughs> and he didn't. Well, he didn't. You took no. home you took home the belt. Oh yeah. Took home the, the, the golden keychain. Actually it was red. Yeah. Did you get over uh by what was it, the the Lund courier? Lodge or whatever they had were, oh. were the kids, you know, for the kids cast. And I whatnot. didn't actually. I completely forgot to stop over there and see what that was about. Yeah, that was cool. They had like uh, a lot of the student anglers or high school anglers uh, working the working that booth. And then, you know, it was for younger kids. There was a trout pond right there, too. Um, and then what they do is, is they take and, you know, cast a rod or whatever. And on the end, you know, it was a weight with a heavy you know, real high-powered magnet, you know, and then all these little fish had some metal on them, you know, so when they'd cast out there or whatever, it, you know, they'd catch one of those fish, you know. Oh, so they okay. were flipping under logs and all kinds of stuff. So kids were kids were having fun doing that. And then it gave uh, some of those high school anglers, uh, I guess, a little bit more of a look into this inside of like having to work and you know do those obligations and deal with people. So I don't know. It was it was a, it was a good thing. There was a some picnic tables set up there or whatever with, uh, you know, little hats for even younger kids and coloring stuff and whatnot. So, yeah, there was a lot of high school kids from those bass teams at the show. Yeah. A lot of them. And they were all, you know, you see them working at this booth and that booth and this booth and that booth. There was a lot of them out there, which is good. Yeah. Cause it does show them, Hey, you know, there are other parts to this world of fishing than just Going out and catching fish. Yeah, well. Like, you want to be on a pro staff? Well, get ready, because this is what you got to do a lot. Well, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm glad to see some of those opportunities opening up, because a lot of these kids out there, you know, I've gotten asked, oh, so you, you get free, free graphs and free, yep. free this, and like. Wow, no, no, you guys have no grasp on reality, you know, or getting messages like, hey, um, you know, can I get some of this for free? It's like, dude, I'm just a pro staff or, or I'm just, you know, this, or I just know these people and, you know, help them out, you know. Yeah, we're just promotional staff. Whatever, not, whatever it pro. is. Well, even, even if you are a pro, I yeah. mean, you know, with the boat company that I work with, I mean, nobody's getting a free boat. Right. I guarantee you that no one gets handed a free boat, you know, because that would result in the $50,000 of profit at the most I've heard of a couple of people being able to get a memoed boat you like know which Al Linder yeah which That's probably which, about it right who's gonna who's gonna whine about Al Linder getting a free boat well yeah whatever yeah. it is you know so you get to use it for the year and give it back to them and they sell it or you know yep. sell it as a demo or you know memo would be they just hold hold your payments until you know after the fishing season you know right so that's like the top of the line thing, you know, these people, oh, you're getting free, you know, or, yeah, or coming no. up, you know, at Cabela's last weekend. I I mean, of the f- the past few weekends I've been uh, working there, whatever, working the sonar bar and doing a sonar here, in, or a seminar here and there for Lawrence. And, uh, you know, almost every kid will come up to me, what's the promo code? Yeah, I know you can hook me up with the discount. You know, really? And, and, yeah, and I'm like, uh no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't quite work that way, you know. And then they just oh, oh, and then just walk away. Like if if I owned a company and like you would be the last person. I don't care if you're winning. If you're Jordan Lee and you come up and talk to me like that, and I own a company, I would never approach you 
to represent me in any which way, shape, or form. Never in a million years. Yeah, and that's part of the problem going on these days. You know, these days with everybody, and and that's why it's so tough to actually get in the door with com- certain companies, right? Because they get it all the time, and they've been screwed. Yeah, right, right. But the give me, Ugh. the give me, and the millennial attitude is is <clears throat> really in full effect nowadays. You're a millennial. Well, I guess so. Ninety one. Yeah, twenty seven. You're a millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. I think it's like 25 to 35. I got an old like soul, that. though, Doug. <laughs> oh, man. I've been working full time for over 10 years now. Don't give me that. 10 years? So you've been working since you were 17? Well, I'm turning 28, so... Or, 18, yeah, I mean, 17, 18. Almost, almost 10 years. I mean, give, oh. me, give me a month. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. been working full time since I was 15. In high school? Yeah. Well, I guess I worked... Well, not full time when I was in high school, but I had part-time job where i was working how many night well i worked the weekends okay so there was two days and then i worked uh during football season i worked just the weekends but then the rest of the year i worked three nights a week i worked five days a week yeah no i uh well i mean i guess if you count that i just meant like a full-time job you know like where but no i worked at uh i actually started out just doing random construction stuff cutting i bought my first boat by cutting all the neighbors uh grasses from my parents house you know or grass you know to i don't know the the whole freaking north st paul it seemed like every other house or oakdale you know i was yep. just going around doing that and that's how i bought my first little jumbo but um i got a job at the gas station you know whatever help my dad out with he does uh construction and whatnot and uh then uh ended up working at thorn brothers once i got a vehicle so i'd drive over there just about every night so i worked over 32 hours a week there and did all kinds of other stuff too so yeah i guess i've been working full-time for a long time now there you go yeah 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 no it's but you got to do that i've been kind of wondering how with the with these you know young anglers you know kind of their attitude and how they're being i don't want to say groomed but how they're being taught how everything works and to hear that from you, that these young guys are, you know, even not the, you know, the bass kids. Right. But just the younger generation. Right. Yeah, wanting, you know, discount codes and free, 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 free and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, it's it's not good at all. No. No. Like, you don't, no. you, like, you don't. And I'm hoping that's something that with this podcast, you know, maybe we can help. You yeah, know, I'd, I'd like to get kids listening to this this podcast because it teaches them stuff. Anywhere from right. recipes to stupid tackle tips to yep. life lessons. Right. Even though I'm just an idiot with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> there's I'm 37. I've learned a few things. Right. You know, and I'm not perfect when it comes to, you know. The fishing industry. I'm not. Yeah, I'm well, not. I'm me, not. Me either. Yeah. No. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Know? Everybody. You know. They're. They're. You'll. You'll mess up stuff here and there. I've done it, and you know, it'll happen from time to time. But you do your best, and you work your hardest, and you know. I mean, shit. Northland tackle. I wasn't even on the list to work the show. <laughs> I showed up to get my badge, and they had to add me to the list because they didn't even, you know, they didn't expect me to show. I mean, it's they never expect me to show, but I always do. Yeah. Why? Uh, because the more I put in, the more I get out. Right. You know, the more relationships I make and the better off I am in the long run. Yeah. You know, I just don't show up and go, hey, give me free stuff. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah, you're barking up the wrong tree. I mean, a better approach would be like, I mean, and I'm a nobody within uh, Lawrence or anything, you know, but um, 
who's to say in 10 years something might not pop up. But a better approach would be, you know, if you're going to come up to me, tell me a little bit about what you do. You know, like, hey, these are cool units. I like bass fishing. I, I fish these tournaments. You know, oh, cool. What, you know, what's cool? You know, just create a little bit of conversation. And if you see me doing something, maybe just be like, hey, do you need help carrying that? Or, or you know, I'll just offer a hand. And then in my mind, I'll remember you, I'll remember your face, I'll remember your name, and then maybe down the line, you know, as you grow, or, you know, I could drop a, you know, drop your name, you know, the the further you go down the line and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that kid's a good kid, you know, a couple of years back, you know, he helped me with this, this, and this, or whatever, you know, everything, nothing is instantly, and, you know, there's proper ways about going going about things you know there's there's proper channels in order to get to the end result you know and uh it just nothing nothing happens instantly you know but those little kids you know they're just little snotty little punks you know that come up and say this you know and they're the ones walking around with the jerseys and the minnetonka fishing team or the this fishing team you know and their dad's boat you know that's 40 grand and they don't even fish you know just so they can you know and they're little bass superstars or whatever the case may be you know it's like you need to change your attitude you know that i don't i don't know that just uh it doesn't give a a good shine to our sport um and it uh i don't know rubs a lot of people the wrong way you know but i think the high school thing as a whole is is a great opportunity for all those kids and you know if if used properly you know it could uh definitely propel them a lot further than uh we had anything as far as propulsion goes, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the high school leagues are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love it. 99% of the kids I have run into are phenomenal kids. Yeah. They're really genuinely nice kids. They just want to go out fish. They want to learn. Right. I have run into one, maybe two that I look at them and I go, yeah, you have a lot to learn. Right. And life is going to hit you hard once you're out of high school. Yep. You know, and <clears throat> I just hope that the coaches out there and the people in these organizations or whatnot are not just teaching them how to cast a bait and how to find fish and how to tournament fish. I hope they're teaching, you know, trying to teach them, you know, good life lessons. Right. You know, how to properly approach people. Yep. You know, I mean, some of the people that run these leagues, they are veterans in this game. So teach them how to properly go about approaching a company or, you know, working their way up through another, you know, through a company they might already have connections to or whatever. And that, yeah, not, not everything's free. Yep. You know, not everything, none of it's free. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's a, you know, what's a discount code? I worked for, I work for that discount code. Right. You know, you were at Cabela's yeah, let, working. Let me buy on your account. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. work that way, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> you were at Cabela's working for that discount code. Right. You know, I was at the show working for my discount code for Northland Tackle. Same thing, you know. So I just, yeah, like I said, I hope these these uh, these coaches and parents, you know, parents, you know, too. I right. mean, you know, teach your kid, hey, you know, just in case this doesn't work out. <laughs> you know, make sure you're treating people right. Yep. You know, and if you want to really do this, well, here's a correct way to approach it. And if the parents don't know, talk to people right. that know that are, you know, high up and whatnot. Yep. So. Well, and I, maybe I came out a little blunt there too, but. No, the, I, the, I, the ratio, um, like I've dealt with, you know, there's, there's plenty of, of decent kids out there too, you know, or whatever, but I, I suppose it's more, uh, 
an issue of recency, you know, like it's happened multiple times recently. That's where it's coming up. You know, it's, it's not like even 50, 50, probably one out of three kids, you know, or, or something goofy like that, you know, we'll, we'll have that attitude. And I think that comes, comes back from the parents more so than anything also, you know, I mean, maybe, I mean, just social skills, people skills, knowing how to navigate things. I mean, I was a little shit in high school, you know what I mean? Getting in oh, yeah. trouble and not, not the same person that I am today. So, um, you know, people can change and stuff too, but, um, never, you know, I guess I had a little different mentality being that I had to work for everything, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think you were necessarily too blunt. Yeah. You know, but I, I, it's it's something that needs to be said. Right. You know, I mean, everybody talks about these leagues, you know, oh, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. But are we teaching these kids the proper way when they get off the boat, how to act? Right. How to approach people, how to sell things, you know, because it's like we said, it's if you want to get in this game, Kevin Van Dam still has to sell stuff. Right. Plain and simple. Yep. I mean, they still got to work for what they, you know, if they stop going to should you know consumer shows and this and that and the other right. they're gonna lose their contracts yep so good luck fishing well and here's the thing too you know i just feel like yeah i i, I don't know like fishing careers workshop that was kind of geared more towards that um you know those student anglers or what and whatnot you know when i had went there so if there was like maybe more things like that um maybe at a little cheaper price, you know, cause I'm, I'm sure not everybody has the money to go do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, some, something to help them, but well, I mean, the, shoot, maybe, maybe us talking on this podcast will help change yeah. a couple of kids attitudes. Well, like I said, you know, if, if anything, you know, maybe we change one kid. Yeah. We change a kid's attitude, you know, and, um, <clears throat> the NPAA national professional anglers association, they got a student program, get them in there. Yep. It's full of people who know what they're doing. Right. How to do it, the correct way to do it. Yep. Have them join that, come to the banquet, you know, the the conference at the beginning of the year, and then they can get a real good idea of what they need to do to further themselves. Right. So. Well, and then another good good thing for with that would be um they can go there, they can learn, you know, learn from a lot of people, ask questions, you know, everyone's in a relatively relaxed environment, so they're not going to be holding anything back. Um, and they're not obligated to do anything so they can still focus on school. Right. Um, and they can get the discounts. You don't have to do anything, you know, you well, don't have, yeah. to, have to, you don't have to promote, you know, you yeah. can, you can take bits and pieces from these people and learn while getting a reduced price just because you're a member of that yeah. you know that's that's a good route for them you know yeah no i mean well take. you know yeah there's discounts but that's not you know that's not even the point of right the you know but if if that's what they're searching yeah. for you know i want these discounts i want you know give me give me give me well here's here's an opportunity if you want a cheating way to do it yeah right. just pay pay the hundred bucks and then you get a bunch of discounts well, well right here's an opportunity for you to learn though also right you know, right. and then maybe get aligned with one of those companies in yeah. the future, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, just, you know, the NPAA join to actually become part of the program, learn, and then the discounts are a secondary thing. Right. If you're doing it just for the discounts, we don't want you. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, it <laughs> yeah. will it will help those kids, you know, who are out there that, you know, I need the, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, that might change their attitude, you know, and then they, right. they're able to get a discount at that point, you know, yeah. and, and learn, you know. I mean, I keep hearing all these people, you know, and um, 
I didn't go to college or anything, but I keep hearing everybody, oh yeah, go to go and get a marketing degree, go and get a this, go and get a this. There is the I hate to break it to everybody, um, but when you go to college, there is no fishing degree. No. So don't go to college, get a marketing degree, and then think, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna work for these, you know, sure you can. Yeah. You know, there is opportunities with that very uh broad term, you know, as far as a degree goes. It's it's from one end of the spectrum to the other, but maybe do something a little different, you know, videography. There's, there's all kinds of other things that, that you could do within the fishing world. It's not just marketing, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just a, a talking billboard, you know, um, do something that you kind of like, you know, there's manufacturing, you know, if you want to work within the fishing industry, um, you well, know, we ma- talked about this, yeah. this before the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's, it's not, you don't have to just be a fisherman, a tournament fisherman to, you know, to make a career in the fishing industry. Right, right. There's a select few that actually fish for a living. Yep. And they still have to work. Right. So do you want to work and have fun or do you want to, you know, become a tournament fisherman and maybe not make it there and then you don't, you know, you might fall out and then right. you get no backup plan. Yeah. So, but I don't want to, I mean, I don't, we don't want to rail on the kids. But No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, if, <clears> if you're going <throat> to school to fish, like a lot of these kids, you know, get out of high school, they want to go, they want to go fish, uh, um, the bass stuff, right. You know, whatever in the college. Awesome. You know, I have buddies or whatever that, that one did it and they were really successful within it, you know, and, and did good stuff. Um, but you know, most, I hear from a lot of these kids are, you know, just talking to them, like even up at the fishing careers workshop, you know, like, what are you going to school for? Every single one of them say marketing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, don't, I didn't really want to go to school. Well, don't go to school then. Don't go to school to fish tournaments. You can go fish opens if you got right. enough money. If you, you know, like just you get a liberal arts degree while you're. Well, at it. yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. You know, when you get out of school, you're gonna have to work. You know, you get the boat, you get to fish on the team, whatever, and then oh shoot, now now the real world hit. Now I don't have a job. Now I don't have the fifty thousand dollar ranger that my you know whoever whoever put together the money for to fish out of for the year. Right. You know. Yeah, and unless you're Jordan Lee and win the boat after you win whatever the whole series, I mean, you're yep. sitting there with your with your thumb in your hand, and you know, I mean, thumb now in I, your hand, yeah, now, nice catch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I got a marketing degree and nowhere to go, and I don't even want to. I was just going to college to fish bass, right? You know, I mean, yeah. I've I've heard that from more than a couple of people, and it's. You know, if if you're gonna go that like I didn't like I said, I didn't go to school, you know, college. I mean it's not it's not mandatory to do. No. You know, if you wanna be a tournament fisherman, go out and do that. Dude, you know? learn how to work with your hands. Yeah. To hell with college these days. Well doesn't, there's doesn't get you anything anyway. Well, there's plenty of programs too, you know, you Just could get a, a certificate in this, you know, a six month, one year course, you know, two year, you know, I did an apprenticeship, whatever, you know, there's little things that you can do, you know, that um in the long run are, are viewed the same as a degree, you know? So I have a degree, but what did I do? I went through my apprenticeship program, you know, but I had to get certified in a bunch of little things before I could even apply for the apprenticeship program, you know, but, right. yep. and I had to chop off tournament fishing for a couple of years cause I had to work a bunch of overtime. All right, kids quit school. Don't do any of that stuff and just go fish. Yeah. Don't be like Kyle. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're going to have to make sacrifices too, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I, my my main concern is just hopefully that you know these kids aren't their egos aren't getting blown out of proportion because they're on a bass team, and that they're actually being taught. Hey, 
you know, life, it's more than just throwing a crankbait. Right. You know, it's off the water. Nobody, as far as fishing tournaments, big deal. So you can fish. We all can fish, whatever. Yeah. How do you act? If you want to make it in this industry, how do you act off the boat with people? You know, you're at a tournament, you're dealing with fans, you know, fans at a high school level, kind of weird to, to say, but. Well, you know, maybe they got cheerleaders or something. It could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle will sign up for a cheerleader and he'll wear his hot pants. Oh, no. no, um, no. <clears throat> but yeah, how you deal with people off the boat. How do you, you know, do you know how to sell something? That's what, that's the only thing anybody cares about, really, at the end of the day. Can you make X company more money? Right. It's, you well, know? it's revestment. It's uh, uh, return on investment. Exactly. You know? That's. Nobody's going to give you money. I mean, even at a discounted rate on your stuff or whatever they expect return on investment, you yep. know? <laughs> yeah. Most so. people that, I mean, if you look at it, you know, the fish are the, you know, the, even the, the pros are, they're, well, I'll, I won't even talk about the pros. Take all the pro pros, the guys that fish for a living, Van Dam, Parsons, and all those guys. You take some guy that is, you look at him and you go, oh, he's a normal dude. Well, no, he's actually making a bunch of money in the fishing industry because he knows how to market. He knows how to sell. He knows how to do the business end of the fishing. Right. And he goes and he fishes a couple tournaments. He does all right, this and that and the other every year. No big deal. He's not worried about – he's having fun fishing the tournaments. He wants to be successful because we all fish to win, Yep. you know, when we're in a tournament. But he's making money on the side because he's got that marketing. He's got that business. He's got that people – personality right you know he's he's got all that taken care of yeah so well that's like johnny uh what is it crandall or candle yeah johnny candle however you say that i don't know whatever crandall crandall candle yeah yeah well anyways he had that article written about him and he was talking about you know pretty much getting his butt kicked for since 93 till 2010 like never doing anything in tournaments but he always viewed it as a business. He yep. was always looking for ways to use his fishing in order to make money. Yep. You know, and then it once a recession hit, you know, it I we could pull it up on his Facebook if we want to give anybody the link, but um it it wasn't too long ago. But uh but yeah, it there's there's different ways to become successful. I mean, you look at the uh, Parsons and Cavias; those guys are hell of a stick. They do oh, good yeah. in just about every tournament. They've between those two, they have won almost everything. And uh, at the end of the day, they still don't just fish tournaments. Nope. They, they got, design baits. They, they have got, their TV yep. show. They do all kinds of other stuff in order to create streams of revenue. You yep. know, it's it's not just marketing. It's not just tournament fishing. It's not, you know. And before that. They had day jobs, you know? Right. Did you know what Parsons did? He was like a dentist, right? Yeah, he was yeah. a dentist. And then Kavias. That's a pretty good day job. I actually listened, <laughs> you know? and then Kavias was uh, uh, like a computer programmer or something. Yeah. I was listening to Gary Parsons actually on the Offshore Tackle podcast. Oh, okay. If you guys did not know, Offshore Tackle has their own podcast. Hmm. Yeah. And it's actually, a, it is, we'll just say it's definitely an Offshore Tackle podcast podcast i mean it's basically 99 percent is talking about their product but the cool thing about it is they each guest they have tells how they use it and all the little things that they do differently okay how they rig the boards and why they use it with a use a tattle flag or don't use a tattle flag or use a dipsy diver with the board or use dipsy or not a dipsy diver but um a uh, tadpole with okay. a board or just a tadpole or this is so it's it's full of a lot of really really good information okay. but it is very offshore tackle you yeah know? 
I mean, I know it's well, the Offshore no, Tackle podcast, but it's not fine. like a guy gets on there and starts going, oh, well, you know, this, that, and the other. Right. It's like. <laughs> yeah, you know. we caught him using church boards. You know? <laughs> right. What boards? We don't know what that is. <laughs> knockoffs. You know what I mean? Knockoffs. Well, church boards aren't knockoffs. Yeah, no. Yellow birds are. Was it yellow bird? Oh, yellow birds are solid. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, there's a. Um, I'm going to look up, look, look something up here real quick. But. Uh, but yeah, no, that was actually a really good one, and it's I think it's somewhere in like the 2016, like October or something like that area of those episodes. Okay. Uh, they uh, Parsons is actually in there talking about basically what we're talking about now, how you have to make sure that you're doing everything right off the off of the boat, yeah. you know, and how to do it properly and all right. that stuff. So, um, just so everybody knows. By the way, if you do use Offshore Tackle and you're using the SAMS Pro release, it is a special kind of little release that they came up with, like trout or whatever. I guess you can use them for um, uh, walleyes too. I haven't actually seen them yet. Um, there is a Chinese copy. It is called SAMS Pro by Ziggy Board. So they're already knocking it off. Hmm. Yep. And just so you know, the SAMS Pro by Offshore Tackle is made in America by Offshore Tackle and whatnot. So yeah. look out for cheap imitation Ziggy Board Zimmy's ZAMS Pro copies, whatever. So just buy American, buy Offshore Tackle. There you go. It worked out good because I actually got my Offshore Tackle hat <laughs> yeah, on today. I was going to say. I did not mean to what, bring that up at what all. What is this podcast brought to us today by? <laughs> Today's podcast is, uh, hey, allicefishing.com is no longer a sponsor of the show. Ice fishing season's over, so I can have this is brought to you by whoever wants. So right. this episode is brought to you by Offshore Tackle. Boom. But you would gladly welcome All Ice Fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll probably end up working. They already said they want to probably do something yeah. next year. So, but it's ice fishing. I mean, right. you know, whatever. Although they do have some things for your wheelhouse, like screen doors and whatnot mm -hmm. for your wheel doors and blah, blah, blah. They do have some, some stuff for your, uh, ice castles and yetis and whatnot, um, that you can use. So, yeah. All right. Now I'm done with the commercial back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so just, you know, kids, do it right. If you don't know what right is, go to a sports show, find the biggest pro you can find, and ask him a question. Well, and then that's it. Once again, too, there is you know, no right or wrong. You know, I uh, well, wrong is begging, begging, begging. begging yeah, begging, yeah. Begging. It's just it's it's all about the way you approach. You know, I'm like I've talked to you about like I'm rough around the edges. You know, and I'm cool with that. Really? Yeah, and I don't want to be like you know chopped out of a mold like some other people and whatnot. And uh, you know, I, I really broke the mold with you, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank we, God. We kicked the door down on that one. <laughs> but uh, and I don't want to be aligned with any companies that don't uh, enjoy me for who I am. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, so don't uh, yep. don't don't change who you are for some, you know, for something. Who, who cares about that? You yep. know, if you if they're if they're asking you to do something a certain way, I mean, yeah, they're they're probably not a good fit for you. Yep. And here's here's where I would start. And I, I don't know if I said this before, but whatever you take all your fishing gear, look at the stuff that you use all the time. Pick your number one favorite company, favorite product, favorite product, whether it's a jig, whether it's a rod, reel, whatever. That's the company you want to go for. Yep. Because if you don't use it all the time, you don't believe in it. You're just using it because it's there. 
don't even approach that company. Take your favorite piece of gear that you don't leave home without. Approach that company. Right. You know, bring them some pictures of you using the stuff. Bring some video. Yep. Stuff like that. Start there. Start a relationship. Don't ask for anything right away. Don't ask for anything. Don't ask for a discount. Don't ask for money. Don't ask for anything right away. No. Just say, hey, I'd like to work with you. Here's some things that I've done. Tell me how to proceed. And yeah. they'll let you know whether um, odds are you'll approach them in the wrong time of year because the wrong time of year seems like all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just because, you know, summertime, everybody's already done with their budgets. They're not really accepting staff. Typically, right. it's kind of later in the year. But Well, don't undersell yourself, <clears throat> too. You know, don't oh, yeah. do not do stuff for free or don't do stuff for a whatever. Don't hashtag percent. products you don't actually have a part yeah, of. Yeah, don't, don't do anything for free. You can go over... Maybe I'm sponsored now. Fleet Farm, okay? Before the season, they're going to have 40% off on crankbaits. Right. No affiliation, but you know what? <laughs> I don't I don't really care, you know? Normally every year, okay, I want some Rapalas, I want some Reef oh, yeah. Runners, I want some of this, that, and the other thing. 30 to 40% off. They have it normally for two weeks, yep. you know? Well, make sure whatever you're getting, it's worth it, you know? If well, they go, hey, we can give you 10%. Per- Your time is worth money, so you're going to be working for 10%. Yeah, and you're unless not they're bu- paying and, you on top of that. Yeah, I and, mean, tell and, them to go fly a kite. Right, you know? and how much stuff are you actually buying? Right. I mean, you know, so anyway. I mean, but there's a there's a certain balance to that, too, because even that little bit, you know, might just be, you know, if it's a company you really like, it's that's, that's one door opening. Yeah, get your foot in the door. You know, so if it doesn't start to leapfrog, then, you know, and the communication doesn't open up right. and flow and things don't go the way you want, then it's time to reevaluate, you know? Right. Yeah. You just got to make sure that the discount is worth the amount of stuff they're asking you to do. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. I think next time I'm at Fleet Farm, I'm at someplace that has a clearance bin and it's like half off. I'm going to like take a selfie with the picture <laughs> and the stuff and go, Hey, I'm on this, this place's pro staff now. I'm getting a 50% <laughs> yeah. off deal. Well, that's Yay. what, uh, that's what Java did. He, on oh. uh, Bonzac's did he? status there, he, uh. There was that uh, Napoleon Dynamite dude or whatever. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was brother. at Taco Bell, and it was like, yeah, I got free sauce packets, <laughs> so you can say I'm on their Taco Bell's pro staff yep. now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's leave the kids alone. We've beat them up enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Northwest Sports Show. Um, did you see – what did you see there that was cool? Anything new, exciting that you saw? Um, Anything? Bueller? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was there was all kinds of cool stuff. I seen uh, some accessories for like your truck topper and whatnot. That kind of was, was that cool. slide out bed. I, well, no, this one was like one that came down from the top. Oh you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the it's locker, the rear locker, the, yeah, the locker, so yeah. It rolls up, you know. So, but if you're hunting and stuff, you can throw your guns in one half, you know, hats yep. or whatever, you know. So. Just, you know, if you got dogs or what whatnot rolling around your bed, you know, you can kind of keep your stuff up there that, you know, yeah. you might throw on before you go into the field or whatnot. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you yeah, know, it's had, lockable too. Yeah, they had that other deal where it was that big plastic kind of just plastic flat sheet or whatever that went in the back of your truck. That way you, you can stack stuff on it and then just pull it all out and okay. then slide it back in. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of neat. I can't remember the name of that place, but they were there last year too. I think that was Bed Slide. Is that the name of bed slide? Yeah, yeah, I know John, my yeah. dad's partner. He has he had one of those in his truck. It's a pretty neat deal. Oh yeah. Except I put too much stuff up in the front on the sides. Yeah. And I still have to get it out. Yep. Yep. I got a weed weed stick. You did? Yeah, I bought two of them. Okay. Yeah. I uh, they're uh, they're extendable. You can go. Well, you can get 
single handles or you can get extendables and the end just comes out to a kind of a double hook yep. on the side kind of a t with a couple hooks and um i can't remember what her name is uh i got her card somewhere but uh i actually want her on the podcast because she fishes tournaments and stuff hutchinson uh, the hutchinson area yeah right. yeah they're something like hutchinson. that but yeah, so she fished a tournament, so I told her I want to get her on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I bought one for the truck. Okay. So I can give my wife her garden hoe back. Yeah. Because that's what I use right now is her garden hoe. Oh, just to dig <laughs> to, around to, in the to truck? To get everything out from okay. the back of the back of the bed there, yeah. And then I got one for the boat, okay. get the weeds out. So Yeah, that's cool. That way you don't have to use a fishing rod or get down on your back and your hands and your knees and all that stuff and get all wet. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, I told her, I seen her. God, what's her name? Is it Michelle? Could be. Yeah, I think it's Michelle. But anyways, I, I seen her one of the nights leaving there, and uh, I told her, I was yeah, I need to stop in and buy one or whatever, but uh, I wanted to get it for my dad's birthday. Well, guess what? Dad goes down there on Sunday. He, he buys himself <laughs> yeah, his own did. birthday present. <laughs> I was like, why'd you do that? Yeah. I was going to buy that for your birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you still can't. Well, no, you got one. Yeah. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, I bought two of them. He's like, I bought one. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, because they were at the boat show. Yeah. So, uh, what else? Anything else really neat? Anything new, exciting? They had... Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, all, they had good deals on a lot of stuff. There was a bunch yeah. of cool products down there. One thing that was kind of cool to see, I mean, even uh, doing some some shows and whatnot for Wave Pro, they had the... Like, we never had it before, but now they got the... Where you stand on the oh, way the pro, pro and then demo. you hold on the, it, yeah. yeah. So it's not just a seat you sit on, and you know people get up there and oh, they hang yeah. on to her, and we'll stand on the back and let you jump away. So and if you're wondering if Wave Pros, uh, you know, can handle some weight, go to their Facebook page and check out the video <laughs> they got from what is like a month or two ago. Yeah, that was in, of that of this new demo test Kyle's talking Ohio. about. Ohio, yeah, this dude's cool. a big boy. He's jumping up and down on that thing, and oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yep, that's funny. Yep. I didn't do it. I'm like, I've already seen the video. I already know I can handle my weight. I've been in the shop, and Lee's Lee's version of that is he'll grab, you know, a couple buckets or whatever. You put the pedestal down so there's no, like, bigger base to make it more stable like this yeah. one is or a handle or nothing. He's like, ah, grab a couple of buckets, uh, you know, the caulk or whatever. So, you know, you hang on to those. I mean, that's 50 pounds, 50 pounds, you know. <laughs> so then when you go stand on the thing, you're jumping, and you got, you know, an extra 100 pounds. And, yeah, you... That's that's his little in shop demo, you know, or what yep. what that and that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, they get just I mean, it's there's always, you know, new products here and there and whatnot. Of course, uh Northland Fishing Tackle, we were uh showing off our new long shank fireballs and stand up fireballs. Oh yeah. And our new weed wedge. Yep. And of course the butterfly blades. Uh yeah. They had some really good looking colors. Yeah, we did. I like that. Um, yeah. the chartreuse and white with that little that little red that one right there uh the one on that on that cabinet yeah look yeah I'm, yeah i'm gonna grab her. go ahead i don't care is that the right color oh yeah is it <laughs> hold it up to the middle camera <laughs> jesus <laughs> anyway yeah, it's the yellow. I can't remember what the name of the color yeah. is. Like yellow tiger or something. No, like that. that thing is that thing's awesome. I got to get some of those. Well, you can have that one. And then they you got can, the ones can, like have blue, blue one. like that. Okay, perfect. Blue ones. They got typically the people watermelon. say thank you. 
Oh, thank you. You're I welcome. I thought I did. I was no. Thank you. No, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, screw it. That's mine. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll thank you. How's the guest giving, you know, the host giving guest stuff? Hey, look, I look at that right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Where's my gift, Kyle? Um, yeah, thanks. Did you eat that venison? That what, was a gift. What venison? The Italian. You never brought it. I gave it to your wife. It's in a pack in your freezer, then, I'm assuming. What? Yeah. When did you give her it's that? Like a pound and a half package last time I was here. What? Yeah. Well, we should have had a food review tonight, but... Yeah, I wonder... Doug hasn't well, yeah. mowed down on that. I don't know if I have or not. <laughs> I don't know. She made some sort of macaroni and beef thing the other day. Maybe that was it. Could be. It, it's really Italian. It tastes like Italian sausage. Could so. be. I don't know what... Okay. Well, you'll know. have to check. You didn't even tell me. It's Otherwise... in a Cabela's like, little wild game package. White and black. Oh, okay. So maybe that was. A, I'll have to ask. Her. Double check. Yeah, maybe that was what we had. Don't know. Anyway, all right. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. And thank you, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, thank you, Kyle. And you're you're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. And yeah. welcome. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah. Doctor Bueller. Everybody still listening? Cool. Um, let me see. What else was there? What else was there? If you've never been to the show, it's got boats galore. Yep. It's got. Fishing trips, uh, you know, fishing guides. It's got hunting guides. Uh, there's four wheelers. There's all sorts of. It's basically kind of like the the spring show for Minnesota. All the fishing yep. tackle and all the new fishing gear, like the ICAST for the Midwest, kind of, yeah. sort of. But there's yeah. more travel stuff there too, so like yeah. the hunting trips and. Yep. Um, I did get a chance to basically sit in my new boat. Basically, yeah. But well, it's the 1650 Pro Tiller. There you go. Crestliner 1650 Pro Tiller with that Mark <laughs> 60 hor- uh, f- uh, four stroke on it. Dagomit. Dagomit. <laughs> Dagomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad. I'm, and once in after sitting in it for a while again, yep, I'm glad that uh, glad that I got it. Oh, you weren't there. Four. Oh my God, was this funny? So you obviously know the situation. Why I go up to Ray's Marine to get my boat. Yep. Right. You, I've t- talked about it on the podcast before. All the dealers around here, whatever. Don't want to deal with them. Yep. Because they don't want to deal with me. Right. For whatever reason. So there I am in the 1650 Pro Tiller sitting there. And this kid, young guy walks up. Salesman for a company that's only 10 minutes away from my house. And uh, he goes, oh, so you're looking to buy a boat? I'm like, nope. He goes, oh. Okay. I'm like, I just bought one. It's like, what'd you get? I go, this one, just like it right here. It's like, oh, well, where'd you buy it? I go, not from you guys. Well, why not? Because you guys didn't want to sell me a boat. Right. I walked in. Guy didn't want to get up. Told me there was catalogs there, boats there. Let me know if you have any questions. So I walked out. Oh, and he just like wanders away. Meanwhile, Colby's standing there. And I can't remember who else was standing there. Somebody else was standing there just like, oh my God. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. It's true though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little harsh to that kid. Well, yeah. It I was, but it, it wasn't it wasn't him directly. No, but, I, but but maybe he got, you know, he went and told somebody, he's like, dude, that guy's pissed. Well, <laughs> I don't well, know. Whatever. No, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've it, I don't know. Yeah. And and that comes down to like even like the pro staff or salesman situation or anything. Like yeah. if you you come into the the show, whatever. Um I mean, I, I wouldn't even ask you why you didn't buy one or whatever, you know, just start talking fishing. 
There's right. obviously a reason. Right. You know, oh, just you already bought one? Cool. Gen- genuinely be yeah. willing to help someone or just talk. Just be a nice person. Well, why you know? did he ask me where I bought it? What does he care? I already bought a, already bought a boat. Right. I'm not going to return the boat and buy it from you. Yeah. Well, and then to top it off, too, though, um, like the guy originally at the store, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even if yeah. you were just tire kicking. He was there. Well, yeah, he I was mean, at, he was at the show. I oh, saw he was. Him. I saw him from about two rows over. I yeah, like, ah, he's here again. <laughs> well, that, like, we lost out on a thirty thousand dollars sale, sir. <laughs> we were sitting in that ah. Pro V or checking that out, and my dad's like, "You're like, hey, Pat, that's the that's the guy who didn't, you know, didn't want to sell me the boat. That that guy, you know, which one, the yeah. the bald or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you said." And my dad's looking around. Where where is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> which one? Yeah. Is that guy? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <he's>... <laughs> right there. <laughs> like, Doug's like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm Pat, like, it's... hey, I'm not trying to like. I mean, everybody who knows knows more where I'm talking about. I don't want to like call out the guy because it's pointless. You know, I don't want to do that. But yeah. No. But yeah. either way, it's funny. Well, yeah. My dad too. He's 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 hilarious. Like his little old China shop meet each other. Oh yeah, that's your dad. We should uh, we should try getting him on for an outro tonight. God, no. <laughs> You're listening to the Patty Cake Podcast. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Pat say? Oh my God! Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. <laughs> Can we even say what he said? Spank down. Yeah, spank down. Yeah, dad. We're sitting here. Oh and, shit. Yeah, we're sitting here and he calls. So Kyle answers and we just started recording him. And then I'm like, hey. Say, uh, thanks for listening to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Thanks for listening to the Panky Pank podcast or whatever. Like, you did like three times in a row. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Yep. And then you said, that's enough. And he's like, yeah, I'm just like, hey, thanks for SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Your old man is seriously just the bull in the china shop when it comes to feelings and anything else. Which isn't a terrible thing. Yeah, he until he, you get in the wrong group of people. He, he has zero feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See that feeling over there? Yeah, it's not his. He doesn't have one. Oh yeah. Oh, oh let's see. What else? Met a lot of ran into a lot of cool people. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um a lot of friends. Uh ran into a few people that recognized me straight from the podcast. So That's cool. Yeah. So hey, if I ran into you. Hi guys. Hello everybody. Um, lined up a bunch of podcasts. That's good. You want to throw any teasers out right now? Uh, let me see. I got, uh, so far from that show. Oh yeah. Who do I got coming up here? Let's see. Kyle there. Um, I've got Travis Soroki. Uh, we fish against him in the AIM weekend walleye series. Yep. He's actually coming on to talk about Wright County and their new, uh, boat inspection rules. You guys aren't going to like that if you fish some lakes in Wright County. Um, weekend after that, I got Kevin Lovegreen. He writes kids' books. Okay. Yep, yep. And then uh, I've got a trapper, Mr. Craig Hilburn. Okay. He's a guy in charge of the Minnesota Trapping Association. That'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be different. Uh, and then uh, Mike Verdeja. Oh, yeah. Verdeja. 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 Sorry, Mike. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about his guide service and... Fishing Mille Lacs and stuff. We're oh, yeah. not okay. Mille Lacs Lake. I'm at this point kind of, kind of let it go. Yep. I might, depending on what you guys' responses were to last week's podcast with the senator, I might address it. But unless there's some big sort of, I don't know, 
announcement of some sort or something news. Right. Someone else coming out. Or somebody else, con- somebody who heard the podcast contacts me and they want to come and give their side of the story. That's fine. But I'm going to stop trying to, or not, not that I'm trying, but I'm going to stop uh, kind of going down that road for the most part. Yeah, no, um, no need to hamper on it. You know? No, I mean, there's. if you guys listen to last week's podcast, there's basically nothing we can do other than make sure that, uh, other than really getting on the DNR to be more transparent. Yep. I mean, that's what is what you should take away from last week's podcast is we need to pressure the DNR to be more transparent on how they come up with numbers, how things are done. I mean, remember, they do work for us. Right. We pay them, so. Yep. Oh, uh, Yeah. Let's see. And after that, I'll be turkey hunting that next weekend. So me and my buddy might do a podcast there. Uh, and then May 10th, uh, we're going to be live from Vados. Maybe oh. not live from Vados, but we're going to record one at Vados that Friday yeah. before opener. Yep. We're going to be at the shop. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I got some other people I got to call and whatnot to fill out the month of May. But So, yeah, my April's full. Yep. Working on May. Got them, Got some in June, got some in July. Busy man. Oh, yeah. And if Ness wasn't riding his Harley, he'd yeah. be here. Yeah. Just up and. Well, you guys can always come over and I can record him. it and then we'll just put it out whenever I have oh, yeah. fill it in. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this will give you a little breakdown on the dude, though. Oh, just your call buddy Ness? Yeah, call him on Saturday or whatever. You know, hey, what are you doing? Uh, I think we're going to go uh, go down to Texas and Arizona. Really? Yeah, we're just going to go. We're just going to go ride the Harleys down there. It looks like it's going to be nice. We'll see how far we can get. So just on a whim, you know, and go across country on the Harley. Sick of the winter. That's cool, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wish I could do that. Yeah. Especially this winter. Yeah. Well, it sucks. It's the last couple of... uh, um, Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody, we warned you. Didn't we we warn them? We're just going to ramble on about random stuff? Yeah. Okay. It's Um, all outdoors related. Kind of, sort of. So far. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Uh... (laughs) The last couple winters, we've gone somewhere during the winter, okay, or at least the tail end of it. So we've kind of had a break, a reprieve from winter. This year we didn't go anywhere, so it was horrible. <laughs> it just made it seem so much longer. <laughs> like, can we please get to spring? <laughs> so yeah, it's been. Oh, let's go to Florida. All right, cool. Done yeah. that a couple years in a row, and this year nothing. So it just dragged. Today it was dragged. in the 60s, though, right? It was like 66 today or something. Man. Yeah. It was warm. It was nice. Finally. It was windy, but it was, it was warm. Yeah, it was like the first nice day. Yeah. But the wind is good. It's helping bust up these lakes. Right. Get that ice moving. Yep. And then you kind of want rain and you kind of don't at the same time just because of how much water is still in the ground and on the ground throughout the state. You know, you don't want to push the rivers yep. any more than they're already, you know, flowing. So Yeah, I still and got the, some pretty good wet spots in my backyard. Oh, yeah. That are pretty soft still and we're looking at well we're recording this on the 27th of march so the rivers are what we're at 14 feet today i think and 14 looking and at another two yep. down there in red wing yep did you see jeremiah uh or Jer- yep jeremiah lumen yeah um his yep. video today i did you know, i had two <laughs> where it was all the way up to where that that one wall that steel wall where everybody fishes off of oh yeah yeah, yeah bay city there. park yeah that was it's coming afternoon. up it's gonna be over there probably. yeah it's gonna raise two feet from there you know it's at 14 and a half and uh yeah it's gonna be at 16 and a half here shortly and the thing is is they it, they kind of tapered that off as at, at the crest or whatever but that's with no rain um and then that's depending on how up north, you know, thaws out. Well, it's good. So, yeah, and they haven't been really warm up there. So the melting's kind of been 
it's been slowed. Right. So it's not as bad. Um, Once that, I I, oh, I really just hope it. Yeah. We kind of start going down. Ugh. Sunday, there's a chance of snow. Snow? Yeah. Dude, I just put my shovels away today. Well, 40% chance of snow showers on Sunday. Okay. And then next Thursday, uh, 40% chance of snow. Yeah, great. Well, maybe I'll bust Highs it back are, out. The highest in the next 10 days is 48 degrees. Otherwise, Saturday's 33. Great. Today I pick up my boat. It's going to be cold. Anyway. Yeah, that'll be... That'll be fun. Whatever, for I'm you. in a truck all 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 day anyway. Fun little trip up there. Oh yeah, wife's coming. We're bringing the dog with. Yeah. So hopefully the boys at Ray's don't care. I oh, doubt it. Yeah, I'm sure they won't. Yeah, that's a greyhound. What are they gonna do? Yeah, I'll just make sure she takes her outside for like a half hour before, so she doesn't come <laughs> and piss on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put my ice fishing stuff pretty much away. Okay. And I'm working on it. It's all out of the truck into the garage. Next step. Bring all the open water stuff down from the top shelf. There you go. And then put all the ice fishing stuff up there. Yep. And then start inventorying it for insurance reasons for the boat. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. Are you going to take pictures of it like uh, uh, Cardenas and them did? Yep, yep. And I went through, just in case anybody's wondering, I went through Worldwide Marine, Bob Llewellyn. Yep, that's how I go through. The easiest insurance process I've ever dealt with ever yep. and an extremely extremely good price like ridiculous yeah and then um, well and then your policy is different too you know they cover a lot of things that your conventional insurance right on a boat you know yeah bob knows exactly how to do marine insurance especially fishermen and guys who tournament fish and everything that's goes guiding yeah guiding yeah. everything that goes into it so it's not just oh we're just covering this and that and the other no you can cover everything and you'll yeah. Right. Talk to Robert Cardenas and he'll let you know how good Bob is. Right. He had a boat burnt to the ground. Stolen, then burnt to the they found it burnt to the ground. Yeah. Oof. And he was covered. So Yeah, I know a guy out in uh and no Bob is not a Bob in Worldwide is not a sponsor of the show. Right. I'm not on their staff. I don't get a discount. Right. He just took very, very good care. It was like what two phone calls and an email or two, and yep. I was done. Perfect. Oh yeah. It was crazy. Yep, and I heard good things from a guy out in Montana that had tons of issues with his boat as far as between an insurance company and uh, um, and the manufacturer, you know, whether it be this, that, or the other thing as far as warranty or damage. And uh, Bob just put his came in there and handled it all, bing, bing, bing. Was that, that wasn't Heath, was it? No, that okay. was, uh, what was it, Keeley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Any word what happened to Heath and his boat? Mm, I don't. Well, he got it repaired. Did so he get he it repaired? Okay. He's good to good to rock. Okay. This year, this fiberglass boat kind of split. <laughs> I, did, I never saw the video. Yeah, you could like he was like it pushing would, on it, and you could like visibly see like the hull like splitting and moving. It was pretty yeah pretty nasty. But I'm glad that got fixed for him. You know, he's a nice guy. Oh yeah, good dude. Well, the boat company said, "No, it's your fault. You hit something." Yeah. He's like, "I didn't hit anything. Your right. boat just." It just happened. Yeah, Things there, happened. There was no scratches or yeah. whatnot, and we'll leave the manufacturer out of that. Yeah, but we're not going to mention I that. I believe that that's probably part of the problem, too, so. Well, I don't know. Whatever. And a lot of things, too. You see, no matter which brand, um, one thing that I always get a kick out of, because I, I personally have had issues with the boat, um, you see all these guys on Facebook or this, that, or, the, you know, just trashing a company. Oh, yeah. Just trashing them. Yeah. But they don't realize that it's their dealer. 
it's the dealer's yeah. the one to push it through to the manufacturer, whether it's yeah. oh to get fixed. Or yeah, something? if okay. there's warranty work or something, you oh, know. Okay. Versus and well, explain it, so people know. Well, if your dealer doesn't like, let's say I have for, a problem with my boat. Yeah, you got an issue with your boat. You're bringing it into your dealer, and they're giving you the runaround. Um, they don't want to fix it. Um, it's you know you left it outside or or you hit this wrong or whatever that's an insurance thing you know what um they're normally not going to push it through to the manufacturer you know especially if it's a crummy dealer they're gonna make it difficult for you because they're going to be telling you one story and then when they call the manufacturer they're going to be telling them a completely different story Mm. you know so that way you got to get it fixed you know on insurance and it doesn't make them look bad like hey you guys gotta like if i call the manufacturer and i own a dealer if you know, there was an issue with the boat, and I called them for almost the majority of the boats. Hey, you guys screwed up. You know, you you guys really messed this one up. You need to fix this. You know, if you do that all the time, that might, you know, cause a little bit of tension in your relationship between the dealer and the manufacturer. So most dealers, no, it's your fault. You know, mm. once they sell you the boat, it's out the door, and they really don't care about you. You know, I so most of these people who are having these issues... And it sucks to see because people spend their hard-earned money on on a boat, you know, and, and it had happened to me a, a while ago. And that's the reason why I'm at where I am today. That's another reason you, you know, didn't spe- buy a boat where I bought a boat or I didn't buy a boat. Yeah, no, yeah. specifically. I mean, yeah. if if it wasn't for the dealer that I'm with now, um, I, I would have never gotten my boat fixed. Because you, you weren't know? even with that dealer. Nothing. No. Yeah. No, and they still took care of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, granted, I had known the guy who had owned the dealer, you know, I knew the salesman at the other place ended up, you know, yeah, whatever. So I knew the manager up at Ray's and, uh, if it wasn't for them helping me with a boat that they didn't even sell me, you know, it's, I would have been sitting with a damaged boat, yeah, you know, yep. hmm. because of a dealer that didn't, you know, basically they sell you the boat and yep, no, that's it. You know, and then I had some other warranties things you know just little things like you know a seat pedestal being monkeyed up and you know a couple of things here and there and no no we're not going to cover that you know it's like yeah well that's um, (laughs) this is turning into a raised sport and marine commercial yeah hey good job guys yep no, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, we we but, both we both like the place, so screw it. I'll talk about them. Right. I don't care. But the thing is, is anybody, you know, if you, if you're spending your hard-earned money, and uh, you know, all these people are bashing the manufacturer, I deal with them directly. You know, if your dealer gives you the just an inch of runaround, screw that. Go right over their head. You know, unless you did legitimately crash your boat or right. do something and it isn't a warranty issue. You know, I mean, don't lie to yourself. Don't fabricate a story in your head saying that, oh, I didn't hit this or I didn't drive it too hard. You mm-hmm. know, if you're driving it too hard out there, well, all right, let's bring it to the manufacturer to get it fixed because I was driving like a jack wagon. Yeah, and but if you have you just, know what I mean? Yeah, if it's just a manufacturer's defect, which happens on every boat, every product right. ever made yeah. in anything, in some, sewing machines, in some way, shape, whatever. Yep. Yeah, they should stand by it. So if the dealer doesn't want to deal with it, go to the people that made it. Right. Yeah. And if they go, well, you have to t- talk to a dealer, you'll tell them, hey, I talked to these guys and this is what they did. Yep. Or didn't do or whatever. You know, just be truthful, be honest, be calm, be cool, be collected. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. eventually it'll get taken care of. Just got to talk to the right people the right ways. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes a little time for things to shake out. But yep. 
that's that's what it is. There's no instant gratification in anything nowadays. You, oh no, no, especially know. when it comes to boats, right? Because you ain't the only one that has a problem with the boat, right? Or yeah. they're building new ones. You know, <laughs> right. they yeah, they can't just you know the world doesn't revolve around uh, yourself. You yeah. know, so yeah. So I stopped by Bagley today on my way home from work and picked up a couple of new baits. The Bagley uh, B-flat for everybody at home. This is the bait that Drew Benton was using during the Bassmaster Classic. Here, I'll show I'll hold it up to the camera. Hold on, audio people. You're doing a little better job. There we go. You want to try it with the jig, too? With the jig? <laughs> I think mine was at least in focus. Um, yeah, I stopped by. I picked up. I was just going to pick one or just see if they had one I could borrow quick just to take a picture of it. And he's like, here, you go. Take that one. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, here, take that one, too. So they gave me the red craw. That's right, people. I know I dogged a red craw, but I got plenty of them, and I got one more. Um, red craw and then just an all white. So I like that all white. Yep. Yeah. So I got a couple of new, new bass baits. But I want that purple one, though. Yeah. Don, I want a purple one. I want that purple and yellow one. Charge me for it. I don't care. I just want that yellow, <laughs> purple and yellow one. Oh, yeah. That's a good-looking bait. So, yeah, I got, think... Go ahead. I definitely think that one would, would catch a few walleyes there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that crayfish color. More than likely. Up in the rocks. Yeah. Up shallow. See how it wiggles, you know? Yeah. Shoot, you can pull it on butt if you really want. You know? Right. Well, the thing with the flat sides is that you know it, it still rolls. It's a it's a square bill. Um, you know, it still rolls and whatnot like a normal crankbait, but the flat sides give a little more flash, and that's with any flat sided crankbait because it's a flat surface. It's not rounded, yeah. so when that sun hits it, each time it, the sun hits it at that right angle, so the fish can see it, get a little more flash than normal. So apparently, hey, flat sided crankbaits, everybody was using them. So I'll try them. They're out there. They're in. It's the end thing. There ain't been a bass in Minnesota to see a flat side of crankbait yet, I bet. <laughs> well, maybe. I doubt it. I'm sure I'm sure they've seen it. <laughs> yeah, they, they've seen all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. And they've probably bit all kinds of stuff, yeah. too. I was surprised that they were actually as big as I didn't realize they were as big as they were for some reason. Maybe I just haven't looked at a bass crank in too long. Right. It's been nothing but small fishing, so ice fishing stuff. Yeah, it looks like a DT or a wiggle ward if you just... Smash the sides in flat. Yeah, basically. You know. Yep. Stout little stature. Yep. Different bill. So yeah, it's all it's it's uh, the circuit board type of deal, but it's it's thinner left or right, I guess width wise. Yeah. Than, than a lot of them, but you're dealing with a thinner body, so and it's kind of sort of got a little bit of a dip into it in the middle. So. Is there any uh, any other baits you're pumped to get out and try or use this year? <laughs> Well, there's the Northland Tackle Longshank Fireball, which we've talked about. Right. Um, I got, I don't know. I've had, I have so much stuff, it's stupid. Yeah, I know. I mean, is there any <laughs> bites, like specific bites? You're like, oh, I can't well, wait to I'm, crush them on that if, you know, I'm, the stars align. Well, I'm hoping that I can get up on the sturgeon run on Rainy River. But I got to get my boat, got to get it all set, situated, right. get everything in it, get it, get the motor broke in. Yep. Which I could do there. <laughs> just sit in the river with the... <laughs> and you just, could do that right up by my house. Oh, bro, yeah. I just don't want to do it in the river. I want to put my boat in a lake first. Yeah. yeah I don't want to beat it up. Have some random log come down and take out the lower unit. Well, if you're just... <laughs> I'll go in a lake. If you're just putting, putting a little bit, you know, yeah. you can putt around. The river's so high, too, but... Yeah. 
No, I don't. I don't know because it's. I mean, my, you know, my schedule is so full; it's ridiculous. Um, oh, I hear you. I don't know. I just for me, it's just going to be. It's just going to be a very different year because being that now I have an adult boat, you know, something with a bow mount trolling motor on it, and you know, wide enough where I can stand up wherever I want, not f- be afraid that I can, you know, f- tip the thing over. Yeah. Um, go fishing where I want how you know where when i want and how i want to fish right you know if i want to go chase walleyes and i want to do this i can go do that nobody tells me no because it's my boat or you know i can go to this lake and fish this way or i can go fish for this you know if i want to do whatever so go try stuff yeah i mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be a year of i don't know we'll just pick a lake and go fish and see what's in there and bounce around i guess right. you know maybe if if there's a hot bite going on somewhere yeah i'll go fish that so but i do want to i'm i'm excited to to uh get out spring spring panfish okay yes somewhere speaking of offshore tackle i'm i'm waiting to get my mini boards in yeah i give those a shout for yeah. some crappies the or i think they're the or 38 okay the ones with the float they're only like 6 or 8 inches long yeah little guys well and the thing with those is, hey, let's do some education on planer boards. When it comes to the mini board, small board, Kyle's getting tired. He's yawning. Well, yeah. No, I've been yawning the whole time, it's, too. It's, yeah. I should, I should have, we should have got rid of the buble and got some monsters. Um, yeah, getting, no, the mini boards, guys are actually using the mini boards for walleye. Yeah. yeah. In shallows, it deep. Bruce DeShano and Nick DeShano, they're using them all the time in like Saginaw Bay, the mini boards mm-hmm. for walleye. Yeah, well, I mean, so the whole the whole purpose behind a planer board, if anybody doesn't know, you know, it's just to literally create more space between your bait and the and the width, you know, take it out wider than the boat. You right. Know? So and you can run more lines. I mean, that's how those guys are running six, eight, ten, twelve lines. Right. They can space them out. But the mini board, um, you can it doesn't create such a disturbance in the water up top so you can yep. run it really shallow two feet of water three feet of water with a jig or whatever and that's actually something when it comes to crappies i'm excited about and that's kind of why i started bringing this up because i'm just going to run my typical rz jig swimming grub whatever in the shallows three four five feet back they have from those. the mini planer board they have those on the it's pre- precision precision trolling exactly yes too. yeah that's a yeah just a normal jig they've got on there yeah well i think it's only up to 16th ounce but like that with you know whatever the setup is but yeah well yeah i know those guys like using those in the shadows or, or in the shallows too those little boards uh, mm-hmm. for walleyes not only because of the um you know ripples or whatever but uh the shadow Yep. You know, I mean, there's it's a smaller profile. It doesn't scare the fish. And, you know, it's less noise, too, because it's not cutting the water as hard and whatnot. Yep. So. And you can use just about any rod you want with that because it's not a big, heavier board like the yep. the typical OR12 standard board. So you can run on spinning tackle if you want. Right. You know. Um, I got to get more confidence in planer board fishing. I got them. Let's go. Well, I know. I mean, I got them, too. It's just I haven't been on a super good um you know, just a sleigh fest of fish or whatever you want to call it, you right. know, fishing that way. You know, it's it's kind of uh, out of the wheelhouse for normal Minnesota anglers. Like you're talking about them using on Saginaw Bay and this and that where they can use multiple lines and stuff. I mean, we're, we're more tacticians here in Minnesota if you, like, well, break down the 
the region, you know, how, how people generally walleye fish, you know, it's uh, kind of a different game just according to the state's rules, you know, it kind of turns into one thing or another. Um, but the casters are doing good out on the Great Lakes and stuff like that too. But um, the spot on the spots in Minnesota, you know, just with the structure in our lakes, you know, we, we tend to be more structure-related, you know, f- finesse style or no, we one-on-one do, but, combat fishermen. Yeah, we do, but anytime, basically anytime you drag anything, no matter how many rods you got out, you can use a planer board. And in Minnesota, it it, it you can still use it and extremely effectively right? because you can get away from that structure. Yeah, with your you know, boat with and your, then put the board yeah, on Yeah, your board, you can put the board 100 feet away from the side of the boat, so you're 100 feet away from the structure, especially if you're fishing shallow. Like yeah. Ottertail, where it's really, really shallow, under 10 feet, and that really clear water, you run a board. Yeah. And you I've, can be 100 feet away, and you still got your crankbait, your crawler harness, your yep. whatever behind there. Yep. No, and, and I get it, um, and I've done it, but... You know, I've just, I just haven't had as much success because we don't do it as much as, uh, you know, cause it's not, it's not as efficient as grabbing the rod. You right. Know? Right. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing, but yeah, it, I can definitely see where it works and whatnot. And, but you know, if you got three guys in the boat, you don't need, you don't necessarily need planer boards, you know? Right. So. Well, yeah. Like, well, like I said, in Minnesota, since we can only use one rod a person, yeah. you know, if you do have more than two guys in the boat then you throw that you know those boards out further out but right. you know in those shallows that's where it really helps yep so if you can only fish one line you can still use a planer board right and it actually helps you because your boat's not there you can use a smaller you know the mini board and uh you can you know not create such such a wake such a disturbance shadow yep with that smaller board so and that smaller board is actually if you've never really board fished before it's a good starting board right. to learn it's lightweight it's easy to use you can use basically any rod um bruce DeShano said you can use a snoopy rod with it hmm. the owner of the company the chairman of the boards well get your snoopy rods out i did actually use it behind one of my uh um my ultralight panfish rods okay and they're very whippy bendy very very flexible and it worked it, it drug it just fine. Yeah. I might use a little stiffer just in case a pike right. or something hits it. <laughs> Bump up to your medium light walleye rod or whatever. Yeah, medium yeah. light, light, whatever. But uh but no, boards there it's a it's a there's a learning curve. But once you get the hang of them, they're not that bad. Yep. I haven't used them in the past three years as much as I'd like to. Right. Um there's places where probably should have. Yeah. We just didn't for yep. whatever reason. But I'm gonna focus on using boards more this year. Okay. So yeah, just to just for I fish so especially spring crappies. A lot of a lot of times, you go by and you're trolling your jig or whatever, and they're not biting. But if you put a board out there and your boat's not there and they can't see you, you might be a little more apt to bite. Yeah. So instead of yep. seeing it trolling by it, they don't bite, and then you go back and then you cast a hundred times trying to get that fish. Right. Well, no, there's there's definitely some potential there and stuff, yep. and I mean, I know how to use them. I have, I, I just, like I said, I haven't had a bang them up day, you know, mm-hmm. just just trolling planer boards. So that's something that I would like to see happening. But yeah, well, our I, best day with them was on uh, Big Stone. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That was our best day because you could. Well, we were running them mainly because we could more than one rod per guy. Right. So we had to in order to get more. Well, we didn't have to, but we chose to. Yep. Uh, and it turned out great. And if, you know? uh, I mean, I'm assuming you guys were 
fishing in the middle or whatever. But if there isn't much structure there, I mean, there was there's not much structure where in that yeah in we the were basin. fishing we were fishing the left side yeah in yeah. the basin or whatever. Mm. I mean, that's that's just an area to. Now, yeah. now you have a much bigger spread, you know, right. so it's a lot more efficient to troll back and yep. forth that Well, way. and that's the thing, too, is if, let's say, you go to Mille Lacs and you're, you're dragging whatever, and you only got two guys, you can you don't have to have your, your lines 16 feet apart or 20 feet apart. You can throw them out 50 feet off the side of the boats. Right. So now you're covering, especially if you're doing the basin thing where fish can literally be anywhere. Right. Throw them off fifty feet off the side of the boat. Now you're covering a hundred feet plus whatever your boat with. You know, we'll just say one hundred and ten feet wide or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can cover more ground faster. Right. So, and then we got the new Easy Crank Bait Tuner. Yeah, I actually. Uh, I wish I had it in here, but it's in my. Open I just bought stuff. one, so I'm I'm actually pretty pumped to use that. You know, because yeah. uh, well, it's gonna save your bills on your crankbaits now because pliers they tear up the sides of your bills. Yep. And then two, you can, once you get used to it, it's a little tricky. Go to the website, go to the Facebook page. There's tons of video. Um, 411 TV's got a, a video yep. on it that shows you how to set it up. And once you get used to it, it's awesome. Lake of the Woods, I used it. Reef runners, they suck. Yeah. They're horrible yeah. half the time. Straight Even straight out the box, half the time they suck. Yeah, more than half. Yeah, a couple of clicks, and they'd run straight. So they're definitely something to have if you, if you, uh, uh, drag crankbaits, or even if you're a bass fisherman. Yeah. Bass lures, they get out of tune. Right. They bump, you know, logs and weeds and fish. Yeah, fish and, is pulling on that point, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that there, um, I had a guy, because I posted about it, and I had a guy go, well, there's a crankbait tuner on the side of a Rapala plier. Well, they're like little slots or something cut into the side of it. Okay. Yeah, but you can easily over-tune it, bend your wires too much, this, that, and the other, um, you know, using that. Right. So it's not it's not the same. It's yeah. Well, the, the spring on there, you just got to get the tension down or yep. whatever. But uh, and realistically, I mean, I'm I'm not excited that that product has to be out there. I mean, shit, I should be able to crack open a box, you know. And well, we should yeah. control, yeah. but that's not that's not real world. So. Well, a lot of guys, you know, for you guys out there that maybe fish the Great Lakes or whatever, that that troll in those three plus mile an hours yeah. and real high. They go out of tune just by dragging them that fast sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, for you guys, check it out. It's the Easy Crankbait, tu- crankbait Tuner by Offshore Tackle. Um, I'm a, I, I, I'd say I'm excited about it, but I've already used it. Right. So <laughs> I'll be, I'm anxious to go through all my bass cranks and see how out of tune those things are. Yeah. I'm sure half of them are all f- messed up. So, yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm just excited to get that, that rod in my hand and. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, light the season up with a bang. Tell me about it. Start out with some pitching or whatever, whatever the case may be. Just start catching fish. Yeah. So, has he said if he's, is your old man fishing the the river or not? Does he say? If they have it, yeah. If they have it, he's gonna? I think so. Which, I wish he'd make up his mind. Because I'm his partner for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, my opening season is dependent on whether or not he's fishing a tournament. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, Dependent on, you know, one organization, yeah. you know, I mean, for a lot of people. And Mother Nature. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's between them and making a call and, uh, you know, just how the river's going to act. I'd I'd like to go down there, but we'll see. We'll you know, see. You we, know me, it's the river. I could care less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, we got a month and it could come down, but I just got a feeling with how much, you know, stuff still left in the northern region, it's, it's going to... 
kind of just level off and hang pretty high for a while. There's a lot of water still left on, on the ground up north. Yeah, and in the ground here. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's tons of water. But that's uh, that's Minnesota. It always, uh, you can never bank on the weather up here. No. Well, and that, and there's, there's still lakes up there that have three feet of stinking ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gildersleeve, I just getting, talked I mean, to them. It's and, breaking down, but it's still thick. Yeah. They got a bunch of ice up by their place. Yeah. Yep, Turkey Town. Turkey Town, Frazee, oh, home yeah. of the world's largest turkey. Yep. And the Great Turkey Fire of 87 or whatever it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's yeah. got He's got so many stories. Oh, after listening back to that, that podcast, I was just dying. Yeah, that was I'm a like, good one. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else we got going on other than just waiting for fishing to start and... Um, I'll be sport shows rigging some boats. You'll be rigging some boats, or you'll be rigging a boat. And I got uh, mine's pretty much all rigged. Yeah, as far as electronics and stuff. Okay, so you got a little bit of you know maybe a couple of things to put yeah. on. But my dad's partner, he bought a new boat after fishing out of my dad's last year. He was like, "No, I gotta go. I gotta go get a pro guide." So did he get one? Oh yeah. What did so he get? 20? 18, 18, 18, 1875 pro guide with that Merc. Uh, it's a nice boat. 90. Yeah. They just, they fish so dang nice, you know? Um, it's the equivalent to my boat. Yeah. Crestliner yeah. pro tiller. Yeah. Yep. Mine's nicer though. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> one of those guys, huh? Oh, yeah. Mine's the best. <laughs> Crestliner pro tiller 1650 <laughs> is the best boat ever. Change my mind. Um, yeah, I couldn't don't know. do it, could you? See, nope, nope. It's the best boat ever. <laughs> the pro guide is better because of blah 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 blah. blah. Nope. The, the nope. Skeeter false. is better because blah blah blah. blah. Nope. The Warrior false. is better because blah blah blah. False. Crestliner. Ranger. The Vexus. Nope. The Triton. You know. What'd you think of that Vexus? Oh, dude. I don't know. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I'm not gonna say whether it's bad or good because who knows. No, I think it's cool that they're bringing some new things to the market. I was really excited to kind of see it. Um, it's a cool looking boat. Yeah. I like the front. I don't know what the purpose is, but it's almost got like. This is called like a, a pickle fork. Is, that was. It's like a spork. Yeah, a pickle yeah. fork pickle front fork. end. Yeah, it's kind of neat. They said they want a wider casting deck, you know, just to have a couple of guys casting up there. Oh, but, is that what that was? Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't know, like. Just, just as a fan, like I'm a, yeah, I'm with Lund, whatever, yeah. pro staff, blah blah blah. But yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of like craftsmanship in general. Yeah. So if someone builds anything or like has a new way of building something, I'm always interested. Just, uh, just to know, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I stick by what I got and, and all that happy stuff. But, uh, you know, so I, I wanted to see it, you know, see what they, what they thought they could change up in the, uh, boating world and. Uh, there was there was a few little you know things that they did um, that are fisherman friendly. Um, I I feel like a lot of the stuff as far as some of the layout and whatnot. I mean, wasn't uh, it was kind of more gimmicky. You know, a deep it's a deep V bass boat, more yeah. or less. You know, but uh, I mean, it, and it looked I don't know really really similar to a Ranger as far as the layout and whatnot. Well, remember who built the thing? Yeah, no, no, I get it. <laughs> the original guys from right Ranger. right i get it yeah. but you know so they had they did have some really cool features though like they had a little charging station on the back with you know like a voltage meter and yeah you know whatever stuff for your batteries um you know there there was there was a bunch of cool things but um the one thing that drove me crazy is when you tap 
you tap on the front of that hall. It did sound kind of hollow. It. Oh my god. Yeah. And if you actually, I went around after pressed, that. Did you press on it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it flexed pretty good. I uh, maybe that's a design. Yeah, maybe purposely. it's maybe it's know. part of their design. You know, yeah. maybe it's meant to stump common folk like us. But when you go around, you bang on the this brand glass. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Oh, that's hard as a rock. You bang on this brand glass, boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's the crappiest brand glass boat out there. Let's go bang on it. Damn, that feels pretty solid too, even though we know they split. You know, the bang one, on the Vexus. The one thing. Twing, twing, yeah, twing. It was like the one thing we should have asked is: Are these the showboats? Well, you know, it should. It the, shouldn't matter. Uh, it shouldn't. That, that it shouldn't matter shouldn't. at all. But you are don't those, cobble something together I know, to bring it to a show. I know, but are those the showboats, and the rest of them might not do that? Well, if I don't, know. if if that, well, I'll give them. I'll just say until I see another one, and I go knock on it. We'll see what happens. Well, and and who knows? Maybe it's part of the technology because it's not hand laid glass. It's that vacuum infused fiberglass. So they oh. inject the same amount of resin throughout the whole boat but i don't know i mean it didn't feel solid it didn't feel it felt like uh you know like like a 1436 or a 10 foot 1982 uh v-haul wow you know shots versus uh like a big press liner or a big lund or a hughes craft Solid boat. I get in my John boat. Pew, 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 yeah, I don't. Pew, I don't really pew, care. Pew, pew, pew. No, go, go. I'm, I'm, I mean, these are the shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, Fire I know. some shots at you too, Doug. <laughs> you can't. I'm the host. You want to know what I do with people like you? Turn your mic off. Bye. Anyway, so back to the SmackDown on Thursday podcast. I'm the host, Doug Lemervine. Just an idiot with a microphone, a camera, and a dream. Are no you? Guest. Are you done now? Are you, are you going to behave yourself? I was behaving. Was I behaving? No, you weren't. I wasn't? Maybe you were. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I was behaving. <laughs> yes, you were behaving. Jeez. You attacked me. You said something about shots fired at me. Oh, I said I could. You could. So you want me to? I'm going to turn you off again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Sorry, people. Anyway. No, I think it's a cool boat. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what the reviews are. Yeah, you know, it's good to have it's more It's a cool-looking boat. I like the windshield. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. There, there Different. Was, there was some really good, you know, cool things that... Uh, I like their ladder in the back. Yeah, the ladder. It was just a push button. Yeah. And the whole thing popped out. That was cool. They had uh, their... I don't... I mean, that pressurized live thing. I mean, that seems pretty decent. Yeah, you that's know? different. It's kind of... I mean... If it helps the fish, then that's a good thing, you know. But yeah. keeps uh, all the water actually in the live well and not sloshing around out of yeah, it. Yeah, because it pressurizes it up, so it's constantly pumping, and the whole thing—I mean, the thing is about ready to pop, you know, like yep. a balloon. But yep. uh, but yeah, that dual lid would be kind of a pain in the butt. Have to open two lids every time. Yeah, you want to get in and out it'd be nice if they had a handle where you could go. Okay, I want to open both. Yeah, you know, not just the one. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of opening one if you can't open? Well, don't give them ideas, no, dog. You're giving them free ideas. Okay, crash liner, take that idea. Yeah, yeah. it's probably patented anyway. Oh, see their trailer had like uh, storage compartments yep. in it. Yep, I did see that. That was kind of neat. I don't know what that would be for. It was cool that they had uh, the two rod lockers on the front deck. Um, that was pretty cool. Oh, it was two rod lockers up there. Yeah, it was like a bass style. You know how they have like the big open coffin. I mean, the boat was a lot oh. of deck. Yeah. You know, um, 
they didn't really have it. I don't know. I mean, it might fit some people's styles of fishing and stuff, but I look at it as, as if how I would fish out of it and whatnot. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't really conducive to, uh, anyone who would be using live bait. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that it was built by bass guys. Yeah. You know. But, but they're bringing something hey, different. Exactly. Anytime there's competition, that's hey. a good thing. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's cool. Yeah. Hold Did up. you uh, check out the new, I know you're Lund, I'm nobody. Uh, did you see the new Warrior? Yeah, I did. Yep. That'll be a good boat. Yeah. There's yep. a ton of room in the back of that thing. Yeah, that looked. For, for only being a 19.8. That looked pretty nice. I yeah. do uh, I do like the aqua traction they're putting in there. Oh, you want that guy's card? No, I... Because uh, um, I'm getting that in my boat. Are you? Yeah. Over the vinyl? Yeah. We could get you some gotta, hydro turf. What's that? Um, it's the same stuff, um, oh. EVA foam or whatever. I put it in my John boat. Yeah. But the only difference is, is you know, depending on what you want, uh, um, they CNC cut the stuff at, you know, they'll take a print and, you know, laser it out with the aqua traction or whatever. Yeah. Hydro turf is just stuff you do yourself. Oh, you know, no, so. I want, I want, I'm going to put the Smackdown Outdoors podcast logo. Oh, you are? All right. Yeah, yeah might well, as well. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Depending on how easy it is to take off. Right. You know, because if I sell the boat, I don't want the guy to be like, well, what the hell is that logo? Yeah. Yeah, no, that stuff is, that stuff's nice. Yeah, you could hang it on the wall in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sell the boat. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, guys from Aquatrax, you want to come do my entire wall for the, behind the podcast here? Right. That would be uh, um, sound deadening too, so the wife don't have to listen to you talk all the time. And <laughs> The other day I go, can you hear us when we're down there? She's like, yeah, you, you're freaking loud, especially <laughs> when you guys are laughing down there for whatever. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Can't make them all happy, right? No, I'm barely making this one happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How does your saying go? Just an idiot with a... <laughs> Microphone, a camera, and a dream. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. So what's your number one goal this year? You got a goal? Whether it's like certain fish size or, of course, turn, you know, win a tournament. That I want just, to... Uh, that's a given. I want to learn... Um, Everything I possibly can and just become better. I mean, I'm focused on learning and making sure I still have fun and whatnot. Um, and uh, I'm fishing with uh, bubs too, Gildersleeve. So yep. I think uh, I'm still fishing some tournaments with Sean too, though. And uh, the Graha, I'll be fishing with my dad. But um, And just spend time with other people in the boat too. Um, I want to, I, I really want to take and try to absorb everything I possibly can, um, within these next couple of years. Um, and, and hopefully make a splash, a bigger splash, you know, instead of a middle of the pack here, middle of the pack there. And, you know, maybe, well, I mean, last year, I guess I did, we did good in two tournaments, but, uh, you know, I just want my consistency to be better. Instead of instead of finishing in the middle of the pack, I want to move, move upwards and onwards, um, all the time and i think work on my mental game too um you know obviously having fun and stuff and whatnot but uh just make sure i uh you know stick to the game plan and if i crash and burn i crash and burn but not uh throw the kitchen sink out the boat and go run around looking you know hitting all the spots and and, you know whatever i just want to and and if that's how i got them pre-fishing and that's what i'm confident in then i'll then i'll do that but i'd Upwards and onwards, I want to learn. This year, I want to 
just make sure I keep becoming better. Like every time I talk to anybody, I'm always making sure I'm listening. Um, you know, they could be a nobody in the fishing world. Well, I don't care. I want to hear what they have to say and try to put that in my brain and give it a shot. And if it works for me, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but just give it, give it a chance and, uh, do that. I'd like to, uh, like I said, with these next two years, I'd really like to make a, a bigger splash and, uh, maybe not be as hard on myself at least as i was at lake of the woods that was the only time i'd <laughs> ever gotten woods. dude i I'm, I'm sure you've seen it but i mean i was down on myself i i never oh, yeah. i normally never get down on myself you know like i know i'm right there and like even previous like most people would be like oh well i had a good week of fishing and blah blah, blah. but for some odd reason i was just i wasn't firing on all cylinders you after were that bummed. i was i was pissed oh yeah it was you ugly know? it was ugly but yep Yep. So yeah. that's that's my goals, and uh, hopefully uh, get a couple couple more plaques or whatever, whatever the case may be. You fish, you know, you fish all these tournaments and stuff too, and uh, everyone's just so damn tough and so good. Uh, you really gotta. I mean, if I I'd rather be lucky than good any day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you really gotta have a little bit, a little bit of that on your side at times too. You know, I'm not saying people who win are lucky or you know or whatever. You know. There's, that's, that's not at all, but you know, um, yeah, you got to stay in your game in this, in that league, Yep. you know, in that circuit. Well, even the MTTs, you, yeah. um, the local well, tournaments, them, yeah. like yeah. you look at the Graha, you gotta, I mean, you biggest get, one, one day shootout in, uh, the country or whatever. Um, you know, even the otter tail stuff. I mean, those guys are freaking tough. You go up and fish the Ames. Well, guess who's the top half of the field? Yeah. You know, most of the time it's the local guys up there. It's the same way on the river. I mean, these everything is everything is really competitive nowadays. Just so, go out and have fun. Yep. Go out and have fun. Stick to your game plan. Stay focused. Yep. You'll be no, fine. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. I think I think we'll definitely do good. Yep. But what about you? Some oh, my, goals. My goals. My number one goal this year is to have fun. Have fun fishing again. Yeah. Not worry about it. Just go out fish. Try everything I possibly can. Just go out and catch fish. Don't really care what they are. You know, just go fish. Right. You know, um, if we're talking like, you know, special goals or whatever, remember there's the Grandmaster in a weekend or a day. Yep. That's that's number one. The Doug Glimmervine. Yep. We're going to call it the Doug. I, I mentioned that to her when I saw her, too. I go, I want to do them all in a day. And if I do it, I want you guys to name it after me. She didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. She didn't say no. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Just go out, have fun, go fish, go catch as many and as many fish as I possibly can. Trying, you know, trying methods that I haven't really fished enough, you know, using boards, um, dragging some spinners around more, you know, doing that type of thing, you know, messing around with crankbaits a little differently. Um, just trying to take techniques that I already know and improve on them. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. And I'll have time to do that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all right. You know, just go out and have fun. Fish. Screw it. I know it was a little crazy, too. And try to get some good pictures of myself. Right. Somehow. Do so that. if you come fishing with me, you better be able to know how to learn to use a goddamn camera. If. I've got the cameras. Don't worry. Just 
Make sure you know how to take a picture, a good yeah. picture. Using your phone, I'll just take selfies of myself. I got it. Probably yeah. would. <laughs> I got my 29 and a half inch walleye. Oh, don't throw it back yet. I was just kidding. Oh, damn it, Kyle. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, just have fun. Yeah. yeah. Although I do need to get some some pictures for companies and whatnot. So, so yeah, that's my goal. So go have fun. Go get a grandmaster. Be the first one to do it in a day. Boom. Name it after me. Go up and uh, become famous. Kick some butt in that, uh, obviously, raise some money and kick some butt in the teen in the challenge. Teen challenge, again. yep, yep. And if you got any, hey, if anybody's still listening to us at this point, go to my Facebook page, the SmackDown Outdoors Facebook page, um, SmackDown Outdoors podcast Facebook page. Go to the top uh, post, the pinned post, click on the website, donate some money. Do it. I don't care how much it is, a dollar, a million dollars, donate some money. Buy a, one less cup of coffee. This might be blasphemous, but buy one less crankbait. Nah. Whatever. Hey, buy one less minnow. I don't care. Donate a buck. You Do could, it. Yeah. Donate five bucks. Intern Tony donated 50 bucks. Oh. Yes. So there you go, people. Intern Tony donated 50 bucks. Well, you don't want intern Tony to show you people up, do you? Right. Do you? Right. Anyway. Donate more than intern Tony, and maybe you can get to sit in the spot I'm at. I have some ideas coming. <laughs> I do. Okay. I do. Well, I got a podcast. That, I, that was an idea I had. We're not. I'm not saying yes or no to that yet. Uh, I got a podcast. Maybe do something there. I got a boat. Maybe do something there. I don't know yet, but... Yep. There'll be something along the lines of top donator. Yeah, that'll be I'm, cool. I'm going to do something for her, So, So, yeah. So, head over there. Donate some money. Otherwise, if I know you in person. And gonna, what does it go to? The Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Yeah, like, Save, saving lives, man. Okay. We are saving lives. I fished in it last year. Took part in it last year. Um, talking to people that are in the program and have gone through the program. I decided, yes, this is something I want to try to help out, try to raise money. We got we raised over $300,000 last year. We had a new record. Um, a lot of that does come from one one guy, but really it's basically a business. He's He's got a whole spider web going on. The guy's been doing it for years and years and years. Yeah. And he's got an amazing group of people working for him. Um, they're all volunteers, but, on you know, under right. him or whatever that are raising money. So... So, yeah, head over to the SmackDown Outdoors podcast page. Go to that top posted pinned post, whatever they pin post. Pin yeah. Post that's pinned, pinned post. Go to the one on top. Something like Click that. on the website. Click on the link. Donate some money. So yeah, there you, you go. Guys, you guys will have fun up there. Yep. Yeah, me that and John like Morales are fishing. Yep, yep. i seen that. It looks yep. like you get. Yep. We're going to fish it. We're going to win it. We're going to win the Bass Division. There you go. So, and just so you know, just full disclosure, yes, there are prizes for people who raise money, blah, 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 blah. Different, like, uh, you get your name in a bucket or whatever, drawings and stuff. I don't care. Don't care. Right. Do not care. Whatever. I just want you guys to help out a good organization. It helps people save, you know, basically save lives. Right. That's it. So, yep. and in the meantime, I'll go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to gonna go beat some pros again. Jimmy you Bell, you're on my list again, son. Let's go. Can you like you want to give him a Jimmy Bell call out? Jimmy Bell, <laughs> I'm calling you out. I beat you last year by this much. 
<laughs> that much. I'm calling you out again this year. Let's go. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen bet. Me and you, Jimmy. Let's go. Anyway. That was the nicest call out I have ever seen in my life. Really? That was pretty nice. Oh, okay. What did you want me to go up like? Alex Jones. I, Jimmy Bell, you want some of this? Let's go. I'm going to take you down, brother. I'm taking you down. You can't catch more fish than me. Well, that that was okay. Anyway, yeah, that, that was, was cool, too. That was, right. That's what I was looking for, some volume, you know. Oh, okay. Show some passion. Mark Schutz, bring it, bro. Bring it. Yeah. There you go. That's right. All you people bring it. That's kind of, yeah. It's a fun tournament anyway. Yeah. I mean, literally, first prize is you go get to go in the prize tent first. Okay. And there's not, like, anything that's, like, a giant prize. It's, like, eh, rods, reels, tackles, shirts, sweatshirts. It's okay. just, you know, there's no, like, you get a plaque if you're top three. Yeah. But other than that. Well, you're fishing it to raise money. Exactly. That's what it's for. Exactly. And then it, it holds value, too, because, I mean, it is, a, it is a good tournament, you know, good, yep. you know, for a good organization, you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. They got a couple different divisions from what I understand and whatnot. And yeah, you can either be in the bass division, pike division, walleye division, or mixed, which is like one of each. Okay. And then if you catch a rock bass, you can add that one rock bass to your total. Yep. Which last year we caught a rock bass, so yeah, it would have been nice to catch a bigger rock bass, yeah, or a slightly bigger fish, yeah, slightly bigger bass bass, yeah, slightly <laughs> bigger bass bass. Well, here's the thing: is that we finished fourth, and we were like, a, we were. I saw, it, I looked at it today. We were like a quarter pound away from third, which would have got us a plaque. Yeah, quarter pound away. Well, I thought we had a scale in the boat. And a balance beam in the boat. Yep. We didn't. It wasn't in the boat. It was still in his truck. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't find that out until we were already out on the water. Amateur hour, Doug. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, we had the one big fish, which we knew was big. So then we needed two more. One was pretty big. You know, it was was like, okay, that's definitely the second. The third bass, we had like three that were very similar. So I don't know if we had, because we were only like 0.64 out of first. Okay. So, and we were like 0.25 out of third. So there's a good chance that at least third place was right. thrown back. Yep. We had no scale. We had no balance. I, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. If you would have moved up, you would have moved up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, they were the, the the ones we all threw back. They looked, I mean, we both were like, okay, this one's a little longer, but this one looks stouter. I don't know. I can't remember which one we went with. So we eyeballed them. So well, it third happens. place probably was in, got thrown back. I don't know. So I don't beat myself up over it. Right. But it is what it is. I took fourth in my first official bass tournament. Right. I'll, I'll take it. Pretty good for some walleye guys, huh? All right, man. I'm not a walleye guy. Well, in the bass world, you guys are walleye guys. I'm not a walleye guy. In the guy. walleye world, you're a bass guy, right? I'm not a walleye guy. I like walleyes now that I learned how to catch them. Okay. Fair I was enough. a bass guy before I came into the walleye world. Dude, did you see? Why do you think we took fourth? Because <laughs> I knew where to go. I knew, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. I knew where to put that boat. Pow, pow, pow. It was yeah. funny because I threw my lure on the exact same spot that he threw his and got that four and a quarter. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, God, really? Well, oh, well. What do you do? It's always a good thing. Catching fish. Man, we're, well, we caught so many fish. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was just, it was a chatterbait bite. 
Oh, really? Yep. I bet that was fun. Throw the chatterbait down the weed lines. Yeah, the four four pounder actually came out of really skinny water though. Hmm. Yep. So. Do you call them big ones? It's a giant bass. All those bass guys, I just want to. I don't know. He's a walleye guy, folks. Biggins. Biggins. Listening to the classic and stuff. <laughs> Sorry for that. We'll just turn his mic what down a little the bit. World? There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next time. Anywho, you got a recipe for us today? Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually have a recipe or are you just going to wing something on the fly? Because I don't care. I'll just talk about what I'm cooking tomorrow. Perfect. Just your standard breaded fish. Go for it. But I'll, I'll tell you the way I like to do it. Um, cut your fillets up so they're boneless. Um, you can take the wings out um, if it's walleye or the cheeks if they're big enough too. But uh, get the skin off. You know how to clean a fish. There's tons of stuff on YouTube if not. But for my breading, a lot of people like to use panko or shore lunch or whatever. I just get your standard saltines, grind them up, and load it up with whatever seasonings you're you're feeling that day. Um, you know, if you want to do like a Cajun style or a Mexican style as far as your seasonings go, mix it in with the saltine crackers. Remember that the saltine crackers have salt in there, so don't like put too much salt in there. Otherwise, uh, you're not going to be liking your fish. But uh, egg wash um, with a little bit of milk in it and uh, dry, dry the dry the fillets off, dip them in the egg, roll them in the roll them in the crumbs, fry them up. You can pan fry them or, or do them in a big deep fryer and then uh, eat them just like that or throw them in fish tacos, you know, drizzle a little lime over them. Um, there's there's billion billions of ways to eat fried fish once it's done being fried, you know, sandwiches, whatnot, um, eggs in the morning. But, but yeah, that, that season and just saltine crackers every once in a while, I've, uh, mixed in, uh, just your standard Lay's potato chips too, you know, so grind those up. I've heard of guys doing, uh, um, frosted flakes, but I haven't tried that. That'd be sweet. Yeah. And I, and I know a dot sells them. They must've got wind of people doing it, but you know, the dots pretzels, you know, so like kind of, if you want a little, um, little zap of something, you know, you just, uh, throw your seasonings in the, in the crackers or mix, you know, like, uh, mix the Lay's potato chips, the, um, dots pretzels or, Whatever, you know, whatever you want to throw in there. I've heard, yeah, heard of people doing endless things as far as that goes, but uh, those are the only ones that I've tried. Makes a good meal. Nice. Nice. And if you don't think people listen to the SmackDown Outdoor podcast recipe segment, Mr. Alan Kishler from Kishler Custom Rods, who was on here, uh, he listened to the last one. He uh, took the recipe from uh, Bodie Gabler's last one. Okay. like the bacon-wrapped tenderloin thing and whatnot he yeah. was sending me pictures of it yeah well i think it I, looks so good yeah <laughs> i was like oh when's dinner <laughs> yep i talked about so, that with the duck too yeah the, the duck version yeah so i seen that he did a venison version of yeah. that with the cheese and stuff and oh, i was yeah. like he was oh. sending me pictures of it yeah he's like who was that again i'm like bodie gabler he's like oh okay i don't think i'm friends with him he probably sent him a friend request i'm guessing yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks man right yeah right. no that was uh that was super solid way to cook ducks like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then his, you know, he's got it chopped. The oh, yeah. Everything's perfectly medium rare. I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that was mouth-watering for sure. Looks like a friggin' episode of MasterChef or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. All righty, sir. Right on. That's all I got. I don't know. If you guys are still listening, I do truly appreciate it. Yeah. 
it's been a fun episode just rambling on about whatever oh yeah so, and kids hey keep your just, head up and work hard exactly just, just work hard yep. have fun fishing yep have fun you know don't take yourself too serious remember right. i'm just an idiot with a microphone a camera and a dream yeah I'm so just, i'm just a dirty construction worker so in between the two of us neither of us know anything <laughs> all right everybody we'll see you next time goodbye all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the episode. Thanks to Kyle for coming back in. Um, the hot pants, like I said, if you don't know what that means, go back, start listening from the beginning to all the episodes, and then you will know what hot pants is all about. All right. Um, what else do I have to ramble on about? Open water is right around the corner. I know that. Um, it is literally right around the corner. Some of these local lakes are starting to open up. So hopefully by next weekend, I will have somewhere to go other than something called a river because I am not a river guy. But uh, anyway, all right, well, I guess we'll just see you next time. So shoot straight, catch a big one, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.